Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It Real Fridays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. I'm excited to be here with you. Where we're going to be keeping it real light, real spontaneous, talking about whatever it is that you guys want to discuss. We're going to make this uh, an Ask Daydon uh, Advice edition of Keeping It Real Fridays. Uh, in doing that, we're going to cover a lot of uh, situations that you guys have specifically sent in to the show. You guys have posted in the Friends of the Date on Tolbert Show group, so we're going to get into that. We're also going to spend this evening uh, talking a lot about what it means for a man to be in the dog stage. All right. Um, if you guys have read my book, if you have uh, ordered your copy of my two disc CD, "What Women Need to Know But Don't Want to Hear," if you follow the show, if you you know you follow me on Facebook, you know you've heard me discuss the three stages that men go through. Okay, and a, a big you know the first stage is is the dog stage, and so what we're going to do tonight is we're really just going to take you step by step through uh, specifically what that looks like, uh, some characteristics some uh some signs that you may be dealing with a man in the dog stage and how to avoid that you know how to identify the signs and you know and keep it moving looking uh you know identifying some potential red flags uh that you want to stay away from that would alert you to uh the fact that a man is still in that dog and about to enter into the player stage so that's tonight's show i got some of the fellas here uh courtney here's tonight you know we're gonna we're gonna get it in uh, you guys are always welcome to, uh, you know, call in with any comments or questions. Uh, as always, uh, 646-200-0366. Make sure you hit the number one on your keypad if you have a question or comment. Courtney Hollins, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I am good. Uh, it's You know, we, we were last live on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to everybody who tuned in to uh, Monday night show. Very, very good uh, advice edition of, uh, you know, Ask Day Don Advice uh, Mondays where, you know, we had some fun. You know, we talked to, we, we talked about a, a very, very real situation. Uh, shout out to everyone who tuned in. If you missed it, uh, it can be uh, found at DaydonTolbertShow.com where we discussed that uh, the best friend who ran a train <laughs> on his on his friend's uh, fiancé, Courtney, I mean, what? Man, any any thoughts on that? Any reflection? I mean, that was a pretty crazy show. Yeah, that that was a um, crazy letter. Um, and I, I guess at this point, I just wonder, you know, what he wound up doing. I remember you said that you knew he was going to tell his friend anyway. It's like even after asking the question. So I just wonder how that turned out. Oh yeah, I mean, you already know. I mean, these are situations that, which is real quick. This, that's one of the reasons why we do barbershop talk because these situations are real. It's funny thing, I was doing a counseling session today, and somebody actually thought that was me. She thought, she was like, so what did you end up doing? I said, wait, what are you talking about? I said, she's like, you, did you did you tell the uh, the best friend? I said, no, that, look, these situations are not me. I'll tell you some stories about me. We're gonna, I'll tell you all some stories tonight, actually, from back in the day. But, no, that was absolutely not me. Um, but, yeah, it was just a real situation. And, you know, like we said, ladies, it, it's very important um, to be, aware of at all times how you are being viewed by men that you are dealing with. A lot of times women are only looking at it from a one-dimensional standpoint. They're only looking at it as, okay, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm looking for, this is what we have going on, and they're kind of looking at it just from their their lenses, so to speak. But very few uh, times, you know, very infrequently, do women step back and say, okay, I know from listening to the show 
that men are looking for wives. All right? Now, clearly, if this man doesn't view me as his future wife, then he views me as his whore. He views me as his jump off. He views me as his friends with benefits. You understand that? That's, that's really it. There is no in-between there. And so that's what I'm saying. It's if, if you know, you know, deep down in your heart and your soul, he doesn't see you in that way, just walk away because the alternative is not pleasant. There's no such thing as a friend with benefits situation where you are looked at in a positive manner. This whole Olivia Pope situation, which we're going to get into a little bit more on Scandal, she is not being viewed, or you know, on the show she is, but in real life, if that really happened, she would not be, be viewed as a respectable one. She's viewed as a whore. My, my, I'm going to tell you all, so I wouldn't even put their name out there, but somebody in my family said today, Olivia Pope is the best-dressed slut on television. Courtney, do you think that's an accurate statement? Oh, wow. I mean... She, she's. I, I don't think I would agree with that. I mean, she dresses all right. I'm not really impressed with her. So. Oh wow. Oh all right. Well, well I mean, hey, I'm, I'm not. So. You're not um, into her because style. I mean, it's, it's okay. I mean, she, she dresses nice, but I guess I'm just not impressed by it, just because of her character. It's kind of like I don't, you know, really pay much. You gotta attention. give props where props are due, though. I mean, that, you know, she's. I mean, she's, she's a pretty she classy I, I mean, guess. she's a hoe, you know, but she, she her clothes, her style of dress isn't, you know. Yeah, okay, we move past the to, whole to part. Be a, to be a professional, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, that she's got that uh, that hoe ho classiness, you know, that, <laughs> that slutty classiness thing going on there. Yeah. Look, guys, we're going to have some fun tonight, man. I got my man Lewis here on the line. Lewis is, uh, you know, here with us on the panel this evening. Lewis, man, long time no talk to, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me back on the show, Dana. I look forward to getting into it tonight. I thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for helping me to be here again. And it's like it's going to be live tonight. Very interesting topic. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm excited. Good to have you here, man. Definitely. Um, you know, Lewis has been around here on the Barbershop Talk panel for a long time. You know, keeps it 100% real. Um, you know, as we all do, but it's just you know, it's always a pleasure to hear from uh, Lewis. Um, let's let's jump right into it tonight. Um, obviously, tonight's show is brought to you by Talbot Relationship Counseling. Just posted an ad online real quick, just to let you guys know. I mean, Friday nights is one of those nights that should be spent, with, you know, on date night. You know, in fact, speaking of the dog stage, which is a really good. Um, well, let me just finish that point before I move on to. But it's kind of a good segue, but. What I was going to say is if you're in the house on a Friday night, you're listening to the show, you, you know, you would rather be, you know, in a relationship, you know, call me, call Courtney, you know, set up a free 30-minute uh, emotional availability assessment, and we can take care of that uh, for you. But what I was going to say in regards to, um, you know, Friday nights being that date night, you know, a lot of times women, Courtney, I'm sure you can relate to this as, as many women can, you guys ever notice that the man who you may be talking to or quote unquote dealing with is always he just always seems to be MIA on Friday nights, you know, <laughs> Saturday nights. You don't know where he is. What is he doing? He he fell asleep on his mom's couch. His phone just happens to be off. He's always out and about. You get the late night calls talking about some 
where are you or what are you doing? Are you still up? Are you asleep? Can I come by? Late night booty calls, you know, early afternoon chill sessions, which turn into sex sessions. He's in my A from 8 o'clock to about 2.30 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And then and you spend the rest of, you know, all day Sunday together after he gets done being hungover, takes a shower to wipe off the, the, the sex from the night before, goes and has sex with you Sunday night, but that's something you have no idea that even happened, but that's absolutely what happened. You can you relate to anything like that, Courtney? Why do you think so many women can relate to that pattern, the MIA during those hours? Wow, that's something I can definitely relate to. Everything you just said, um, just spend, you know, spending a week with the guy, and then when weekends come, you really just don't hear from the man. And I think a lot of times, well, what it is is just that, you know, these women, including myself at one point, are um, being strung along. And so a lot of women are, and so that's why they can relate to that. That's why they can relate to Olivia Pope. That's why they love her so much. Because, I mean, they're used to that type of behavior from men. And so when you deal with a man like that so much, you start to, you know, convince yourself that that's okay and that's acceptable behavior. And that's where the problem is. Yeah, absolutely. it's, It's absolutely a problem. Because here's the thing, and again, we're talking tonight about how to identify when a man is in the dog and player stage. Now, understand, if you guys get some time, you're perusing the archives, make sure you check out my, we did a three-hour barbershop talk uh, Tuesday's show on specifically the three stages that men go through, the three stages of black men. So really, you know, Google that, uh, listen to it. It was a great show where we broke down the, you know, the characteristics of each stage, but tonight we're just going to focus on the dog stage and and what that looks like. And, and Friday nights, ladies, understand, is the prime time dating and meeting women uh, night of the week. Fridays, Saturdays, like those nights are like that's you don't make date nights on Friday night when you are in the dog stage. That's something that I never did. True players back in the day never did that. You know, you what, the reason being for that, and I can't wait to talk to my homie Marv because we got me and him got some things to talk about. But you know, guys, and that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. When you're going out uh, to the to the clubs, you're meeting four to five, six, seven women a night. Okay, those numbers accumulate. All right, they accumulate. You're not meeting women who are uh, less than you want to deal with. You know, if you are, they become expendable. And I'm just breaking down the, 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 the mentality for how a lot of these men think, specifically when they're in the dog and player stage. We're meeting women on a daily basis, a nightly basis, all right? So that's where a lot of the uh, the willingness to just delete a number out the phone, the willingness to not be pressed comes from. You're not going to be chasing certain women. When you can relate to meeting a Nia Long, a Beyonce, a Halle Berry, you know, you know, all in one night. You're getting those are the numbers you got for that night. It's like you're not really worried about somebody who you've been talking to for the last three weeks. You know, you have no intention of wiping up. Now that woman a couple of weeks ago, she's probably saying, "Well, Dad, why he? Why how come he never calls me? Where is this going? When are we going to spend the time?" Like we're not. We're not going to because you know what I'm saying, and that's it's important for you as women to understand the game, to understand the thought process. We're always meeting women, searching for that one. You know, Courtney, am I making sense? Does this make any sense to you as a woman? 
lot of women are listening to him and like, whoa, what is he talking about? This is a little. Well, I've never. I didn't hear this on the Steve Harvey show. They don't talk about this on Michael Bay's. And what, what this? I didn't. What chapter is this? And and act like a lady. Well, I didn't read that. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I can definitely relate to that, and I think well, most women can. They're just you know they want to front like they don't know what's going on, but I mean that's that's really how it is, and it just makes so much more sense to those that may have not had a clue. Like it makes sense when you think about it in hindsight. Okay, well that's why he you know wanted just to text and not call. Okay, it's all making sense now. So yeah, I can definitely relate, and it's definitely true. Yeah, let's talk about that texting. Lewis, man, what are your thoughts on this, all this? Is it anything else, can you relate to this? What, what advice, if you if you could, give to women as to how to avoid being strung along or being one of, you know, six women, and she just happens to be at the bottom of the totem pole, the the bottom of the of the depth chart, so to speak. What any advice you'd give? Well. You know, they call it the dog stage for a reason. You know, I think about I have I have these neighbors and they have this dog and when they when they leave to go to their job in the morning, the dog it's time for him. It it comes live for him. He goes out and hits the streets and he's not chilling with the poodle next door for eight hours. He's I mean, he's sowing his oats. He's everywhere. When I drive around the neighborhood I see him, he's he, he's just all over the place and then when by the time they get back he comes back right in his dog house. And that's what women have to understand. These are not, that's why you call it the dog stage. These are not marriage-ready men. I mean, these women, and women out there try to trap them into being committed boyfriends and husbands and fathers. You know, the only way a man can get out of that stage is, you know, once he accepts Christ into his life. And then some of them stay in that stage indefinitely. So women need to understand, like you said earlier, you know, when when they start seeing signs that, you know, this man is not really looking for a commitment, but he's really looking for one thing. You know, the way they keep themselves off that list is just they need to just cut it loose. They need to just stop. Because like you were saying, you know, a woman might say, okay, well, you know, I look really good. I'm bringing all this to the table. But like you said, that man, he, he he's when he's out there, he's got other numbers and other women that look just as good as she does. And he's not, he doesn't care about, you know, what she thinks she's bringing to the table or how she thinks she looks. He's just in it for one thing. So one, what they need to understand is, you know, the best way to get off that list is just to let them go because you're not going to change them um, and you're not going to win them over by what you think you bring into the table because they don't care about that. Right, right. No, that's very true. Shout out to my man James is here on the panel as well, man. James, you know we're talking about how to identify a man in the dog stage. What advice would you give to some women who, you know, are, are finding themselves in that situation, in that cycle, um, and are trying to get out? Well, uh, you know, one thing that I know is that when a man is truly interested in a woman, he's going to make time for you. Um, there won't be any confusion about anything involved in the relationship. And one thing that I'm noticing a lot of is, especially from black women, they're making a lot of excuses for these men's behavior. And the reality is they already know that these men have them as a side chick. They already know that these men are not making that a priority. Yeah. I mean, that's true. And my advice would be this. You know, ladies, and I'll just put this a blanket statement out there. 
never settle for less than you want to deserve. Never, and what I mean by that is no one aspires to be uh, a, a jump off. No one aspires to be. Or you know, ironically, that I mean, even though that is a true statement, you got millions of women out here looking up to Olivia Pope, who is the going to be an eternal jump off, an eternal side piece, which is a, you know, it's kind of ironic. And so, but. You know, regardless, you know, you, you never want to be that. You know, get your own man. You understand what I'm saying to you? Like, mate, when, like James said, when a man wants to be with you, he will want to be with you and only you. He won't even want to be out there in the club. So many women have become accustomed to dealing with men who are dealing with other women. But that's only because those men are not feeling you. That's just because they are having sex with you and nothing else. I mean, it must be a horrible feeling as a woman to to have sex with a man that you know is having sex with someone else, and 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 then still and continuing that pattern. That I can't. I mean, obviously I can't relate to that, but that's that's got to be, you know, a really tough place to be in emotionally spiritually, mentally, to know, wow, my man, is he's told me he's going out to the club, but I know where he's going after the club, but when he calls me, I'm going to act like I don't know where he was. Don't play those games with yourself. Don't play those games with him. With him. Courtney, you know anything about that That cycle, that those games? It's very unpleasant. I already know. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a horrible place to be. Um, and it's something that I can relate to just um just knowing what it is and accepting that behavior and even though, you know, I knew what was going on, I still you know, I didn't have the self esteem that was needed to leave and, and to walk away. And so what I would do is I would find myself being in denial about it. You know, a lot of times these men will outright tell me, hey, I'm not looking for anything or I'm not trying to build a life with you. But I took that and said, oh, well, you know, they're, they're saying that now, but maybe I can change them. And so it was this back and forth, back and forth. And it took a toll on me um, just emotionally and even spiritually because I found myself distant from God during that time. And so that's a horrible place to be. And so, you know, what I would tell ladies if they find themselves in those situations, not only walk away of course you know you need to walk away from it but just do some self-reflection so you don't attract those types of men ever again right that's the key that's the key and i'm glad you touched on what you said you said that when you are in that 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 stage when you're in that period of time where you are having sex with a man who's having sex with other women you are being strung along it's impossible to have faith in god throughout that time the reason being is because the only reason that you're doing that is because you have lost faith that God is going to bless you with the man that you have actually prayed for every night. So, I mean, because think about it. If you pray for something and you have 100% faith God is going to give it to you, why would you settle for less than that? Why would you block that blessing that you already truly believe is coming? Well, the reason is because you don't believe it. That's why you're, you're settling for sex when you really want love. That's why my advertisements say what they say. I said if you're tired tired of, uh, you know, if you want to be a wife, why would you settle for being a jump off? You know, if you're ready for love, don't settle for sex. I like to be blunt. I like to be real. I like to be in your face. That's why I've counseled 500 women in less than two years. 
You understand that? Because people are tired of the sugarcoating. They're tired of the BS. They're tired of being strung along. They want someone to finally tell them the things that their fathers did not have the balls to say because they ran out on your mom and, and disappeared from your life, and you grew up having to raise yourself, having to teach yourself about men, having to, having to find out the hard way and learn the hard way you know, through trial and error what will happen through certain behavior. I'm looking for love. I'm looking for love. I thought somebody like Steve Harvey, somebody like Beyonce has told me to get love. I've got to have sex with these men, but that is a lie straight from the pits of hell and will leave you in the single state that you find yourselves in today. And I'm just being honest with you all. Time for Funny Games is over. If you're ready to break that cycle, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to Courtney. Reach out to somebody who gives advice from a biblical perspective. I got it. There is no such thing as any Yanla fixing somebody's life, talking about the universe, talking about the spirits, and, and all that crap is of Satan. She ain't fixing nobody's life if she ain't preaching from the Word of God. I'm so sick of these false. The Bible will tell you all about false prophets, prophets, false teachers. You know, they will do nothing but destroy your life. You understand? That's what I'm saying. You can come to me, you can go to anybody you want to. Is go to your pastor, go to whoever keeps it real. I can tell you won't find anybody who keeps it real as me. I can promise you that. But no matter where you go, get, get this information. You know anything about that, Courtney, having to teach yourself about men and finding out the hard way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as you said that, I thought of myself, you know, just growing up without my dad there, you know, because he had a drug problem. And so I found myself having to teach myself and, like you said, learn by trial and error. And, you know, that I mean, I, I, I can't even, I shouldn't even sigh because I, I, I don't regret that because I learned a lot from it. Um, but if I can help somebody else, you know, to not go through that, then that makes me feel good because it, that's not a great place to be just emotionally. having In the stage of having to figure it out, you make a lot of mistakes, and some women aren't so lucky. Some women end up pregnant. Some women are given STDs that are incurable. So it's 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 a crazy process, and so um, I, I can definitely relate to that. I want to read you all something real quick. Just and we'll get keep it moving as to more signs. If you guys just join us, we're talking tonight about specifically how to identify when you're dealing with a man in the dog stage. All right, a young woman wanted me to share this with you. She said, "Dayton, I found your show in 2011, and the uh, advice given has been so helpful. You are so right about so many things. If a man is not sent by God, he's sent from the devil to destroy you." I can clearly see that now. I had a session with you last summer, and what you were saying to me was so true, and that in time reveals everything. Thank you so much. So I just wanted to share that, and, you know, I got to tell you guys, I have literally thousands of those types of uh, testimonies from over the last 10 years, and I love to keep reading them, keep sending them, I'll keep reading them. And um, But, yeah, that's that's what this is uh, all about, man. Let's Real quick, James, I want to go to you, and I want to get Lewis's uh, uh, take on this whole thing. Young woman asked me to touch on, hey, Daydon, why why do some men text as opposed to call? What does that say about whether or not he's in the dog stage? Uh, James, is that anything you can relate to? What is that all about? Some men texting, they only, you know, call you know, once in a blue moon, if ever. What What, what is that? Oh man! If a guy, if all you're getting is, is uh, if a woman is, if all she's getting is a text, then you know that's 
she should automatically know that this guy most likely is dealing with multiple women. I mean, like I said earlier, when a man really wants you, he's going to be talking to you, and it's not going to be once every week. It's going to be every day this man is going to be trying to have some type of conversation, wanting to see you, wanting to hear your voice. If he's texting you, ladies, then please wake up and please know that most likely, 99% of the time, he is dealing with another woman or multiple women on the side. You know, a text to me is just, to me says, you know what, I don't care enough about you to even take the time to dial your phone and to talk to you for two or three minutes. That's what a text says to me. Right. I mean, you, you know, you hit the, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Uh, it's not uh, hard to tell. It's not, um, you know, rocket science. Lewis, man, from your perspective, you know, would you co-sign with uh, with uh, James? Absolutely. You know, if if I'm feeling a woman, then I want to be talking to her every day. See, texting is convenient for someone that's not really interested in you. you. I mean, you don't know who he's with or where he's with. And if he's with a woman and he's down there, you know, texting, he can say anything to her. I mean, you don't know what's going on. So if he's texting you all the time or he's texting you every now and then and you all are never talking on a consistent basis, he's not really interested in you. He, he's just not interested. Right, right. I mean, and that's the that's the whole the whole premise of it, ladies, is when a man is interested in you, he will call you. He will not just ask questions about you, all right, to get he will he will want to get to know you. Not you know what I'm saying? Like know the core being of you. Not just knowing things about you, not just knowing what you're into, what your favorite colors are, what do you like to do. I'm talking he will get to know you. But as far you so you'll get that stuff. You'll get real conversations. And we'll we'll elaborate on that a little bit more a little bit later in the show. But specifically, just to sum it up, if a man is texting you the, and again, going back to these statistics, there's only so many hours in the day, ladies. We are we're, again. We're talking about men in the dog stage. If you're a dog, you're trying to maximize your opportunity. You're trying to have sex with as many women as possible. You're trying to have fun. You're in the clubs. You're meeting women on a daily basis. All right, those numbers are accumulating. You, you're not going to spend a half hour, you know, 45 minutes on the phone. Uh, every night with with somebody that would require him talking to minimum five different women. It's more, way way more than that usually, but let's just say it's only three women, three times you know forty five minutes. That's a, that's almost three hours that you're of your work day. These are working professionals who has three hours to dedicate to talking to women for no reason that you know you have no intention on a future with. So under so you're, a lot of women are thinking well. Oh, he he's just not a phone person. He doesn't have any conversation. We don't have anything to talk. No, it's not that he doesn't have anything to talk about. He just doesn't want to talk about those things with you. He has maybe one woman who will get the phone time, who will get the conversation, who he will actually you know get to know. But the other women, they get the text, they get the Facebook, they get Twitter, you know all that stuff, and and then they set up, um, you know times when they can chill, you know. And and you, I think we all know by now. Okay, what I mean by chill, so you guys can come over and we can hang out. Let me just, we're talking about dogs today. Listen, if a man said, I'm going to give you all some, get your pens out, all right? Everybody listen, this is not entertainment. We're not here for your entertainment. This is education tonight. We're schooling you all, all right? Seriously, this is exclusive information. 
If a man says these words to you, you're getting played and he's trying to smash. I promise you. So, what's up? When are we going to chill? What's going on, sweetheart? When you gonna, When are you going to let me spend some time with you? Okay, <laughs> that's code word for when can we have sex? When are we going to come over to my house or go to your house, put on a movie that we're going to watch about a quarter of the, the way through, I'm going to give you a massage, and then I'm going to unhook your bra, and then we're going to have sex. That's how that goes. So, again, chilling, when are we going to chill? When are we going to spend some time together? Let's hang out sometime. All right? I want to, let's hang out. Nobody hangs out for anything other than sex. All right, and here's the most popular one these days. Oh, let's get some drinks. That's you know, let's let's uh, what are you doing? Let's go to happy hour. You know, let's go grab a few drinks. No, when a man is feeling you, see, me and my wife never went to grab drinks. No, I'd like to take you out to dinner. I'd like to show you a nice time. When can I take you on a date? All right, when can we go out to the movies, to dinner, down to the marina? You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like actual, the theater, the opera, whatever it is, actual dates that we can build memories to and start the rest of our lives. If he's talking about hanging out, nobody says, can let's, uh, let's just have sex. When are we going to have sex? When can we have sex so I can never call you? Even the most, I mean, nobody says that, period. All right? That doesn't happen. It's all put under the umbrella of hanging out, grabbing drinks, Chilling and spending time together. Guys, got all that? I hope so. Courtney, do those any of those things sound familiar? All all of the above. Yes, I've I've heard all of that. Um, most of the time, it was um, you know come and uh, watch a movie with me. You know that the movie line was the the one I heard the most. Um, I mean, it was the same intention of just having sex with a woman. So, you know, um, yeah, that's something I heard a lot of. That's it. That's it right there. It's, it's nothing other than so. That's why men text. Cause that's listen. I'm gonna tell y'all something. There were women back in the day who literally I could just I I never even talked to them. I never knew what their freaking voice sounded like. You understand that? Not one conversation, but ended in sex. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to. It's, whoa, what do you? What, what are you saying, Dana? What do you mean by that? I can't wait till Marv calls in, man. Who is he? Yo, sometimes I be wondering, man. You know, Cordy, you saw the thread. I be wondering, who, who do people think they're talking to? You know what I'm saying? I am a different type of guy. You understand that? These stories I tell you guys are real. Nothing you hear is fake. Nothing is un, you know, uh, disingenuous. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could tell y'all so many stories, but I, don't, I can't even keep it as real as I want to on Facebook and here on this show. You know what I'm saying? But I'll be honest with you, there were women who I would literally meet in the club. You say, well, how did you meet them in the club without even talking to them? Well, easy. They were popping that, you know what I'm saying, backing that thing up on the dance floor. I, you know how it goes. Y'all backing it up, waiting for somebody to come up on it. You know, grinding on it. Yo, what's up? Hey, you, you you just doing all that? You're doing a lot right now. You know what I'm saying? Boom, you might as well put your number in my phone. They turn around, give you a little glance. Boom, phone comes out. Do, 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 do. Number goes in the phone. <laughs> Text them later on. Oh, smiley face. It was nice meeting you tonight. Oh, it's nice meeting you too. Oh, for, oh, wow, man, for real. You, what you, you still up? 
What you what you doing right now? Oh uh, yeah, I'm still up. Oh snap, you might as well come over. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just like boom, four in the morning, same night. Boom. That's the, you guys understand that that's how easy it is and that's people want to have the audacity. People have the audacity to question why so many black women are single as if they don't as if stories like these are not real as if things like this don't happen every single day and this was 10 years ago I, mean, I can only imagine what it's like today you understand that no conversation whatsoever text messages no follow up calls no dates you know what i'm saying these chicks didn't even have my number i had that you know what i'm saying courtney you, I mean, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying to you here? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely understand. You know, I was probably one of those women um, that you described. Like, I exhibited the same type of behavior and met, you know, a whole bunch of you men. You were backing that thing up? What you mean? You were backing that thing up? Yeah, yeah. And waiting for men to come up on you and grind on you? Yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would turn around and give them that little, that little courtesy look just to see if it was cool to give them your number? yeah. And well, sometimes and sometimes I wouldn't. It like just depending on. I'll be honest. You know how much alcohol alcohol I had. <sighs> yeah, sometimes I would give my number to people that weren't so attractive. And then once I met up with them, I when once I sobered up, I found out like, oh my gosh, I gave my number to them. Like that was my story for a lot of time. So, not proud of that, but that's what happened. Right, and I mean, th- this is real. This is real life stuff here. You know, this is it is what it is, man. You know, six four six two zero 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 three six six. Look, man, we're doing a a a whole intervention tonight. You understand that the the first ever live hoe intervention here on the Data on Tolbert show. Seriously, all jokes aside, if you are a hoe or have been a hoe or have exhibited hoeish tendencies, this is the no judgment zone. All right, seriously, I want you guys to call in. And say, hey, you know what? Hey, I'm done with that life. I know what you guys... Courtney, and one of the reasons why I like having Courtney here is because she is so confident with and owns her past life. We all have a past life. I live for Jesus Christ now. Everybody knows that. But I can sit up here and share my stories with you, my testimonies with you for, as far as deliverance. Courtney can sit up here and share her testimonies as far as deliverance goes. Hey, look, Courtney used to be a hoe. I used to be a pimp. You understand? I used to be the king of players. You understand that? No one was a more of a player than myself. And that's just what it was. But anyone can change. And all I'm saying is if if you want advice, if you have questions, or if you just want to share and say, yo, I used to wild out, but now I, you know what I'm saying, I'm a different person. I'm living for Christ. Yo, give us a call, man. I want to hear from y'all. 646-200-0366 is the number one in your keypad. Uh, James, man. Yo, we're keeping it honest tonight, man. I saw a post you put up there about uh, how you used to be, uh, as far as you know, wilding out, and but you've obviously changed your life. But you were mentioning online that you struggle with some temptation. Anything you want to say about that? You know what, Daydon, man. I, you know, I got to give you props, man. You know, the last two years that I've been listening to the show, man, I've, I've learned a lot as a man. I've learned a lot. You know, I tell mm-hmm. these ladies. Um, ladies, men have more respect for a woman that admits that she's a hoe than they do for a woman that hides behind her education, her degrees, and and denies 
her behavior when in fact she knows that she can relate to the information that's given on this uh on this television show. And um they man, you said you know how it was ten years ago. I'm just gonna be one hundred percent honest and tell you it's probably a hundred times worse right now, man. Um, I, I did I dealt with a situation yesterday, man, and you know, as a man living for God and I'm trying, you know, I'm waiting on a wife, I'm praying, I'm preparing myself. Uh, you know, it's hard, man, because like like you said earlier, there there's a lot of promiscuous, scandalous, hoish women out here, man. And there's a lot of men out here doing the same thing. You know, I can't I can't down the men, I can't I gotta include the men on that. But I had a chick yesterday, six figures, PhD, gave me a key to her apartment, and she didn't even know my phone number, did not even know where I lived at, gave me a key to her apartment, and invited me to come over and spend the night at her place. This chick didn't know if I was a psycho. I could have been a, a mass murderer. I could have been anything. And she invited me, gave me a key to her place to come over, three-bedroom, three-bath condo. This one was making six figures, educated, and acting the way she acts. And it's sad, you know, that, that women are subjecting themselves to this type of behavior because these ladies deserve better, and they don't have to give their bodies away to a man like that. They just wait and trust in God and, and do the, you know, make the right preparations, then he will bless them with what they need. But you can't, ladies, you can't put yourself out there like that because I'm the nice guy. I'm the guy that's chilling. I'm the guy that's going to say no. But there are going to be plenty of men that won't say no. They'll come over and smash it off. Right, that's true. Lewis, man, you know, we actually, you know what, we did a show, and, and listen to this show. If you guys, I did a couple of months ago uh, the Best of Barbershop Talk where we did a week straight, probably like eight days straight of just the best barbershop talks of all time. And many of them, several, about half of them were, were with the fellas, Lewis, Marv, uh, James, Steve. Um, and uh, we did a classic one on uh, the temptations, specifically the sexual temptations that black men, Christian men, struggle with. And and that was, you know, and we really, uh, I think it's named, if you search for it, like search under the definition of a, a real Christian or a strong black Christian man or something like that, you should find it, it should pop right up. That was an all-time classic barbershop talk, and uh, we all shared some very, very intimate personal stories about temptation and uh, what it means to be, you know, living for Christ and uh, coming from a hoish background. And I cannot stress enough, this is not that show where we point the fingers at women. This is not a, a, a woman bashing show, uh, a misogynistic show. This is not that show. This is not that movement. There is no battle of the sexes here. We're not pointing fingers. We're not judging anyone. In fact, I will be the first to point the finger at these no-good bastard men out here who are liars, dogs, cheaters, and players you know, uh, taking advantage of some women, turning them into hoes, you know. And so, but, you know, be that as it may, there, a lot of the women get do done wrong and, and, you know, they they put up a wall, they put up a barrier, uh, they close their heart off to love, and they wild out. They become numb to the pain and they become hoes. And, and you know, a lot of times, you know, people want to focus on the origin of why women became hoes, but it, it doesn't matter. It's like, why did he become a serial killer? What was his child? I'm watching the Bates Motel to figure out, you know, I love that show. Now it's, you know, talking about how Norman Bates became the psycho, you know, that you see in the movies. But guess what? It doesn't matter. 
None of that matters. He's, all you need to know is, as an adult, he was a crazy man. He was a psycho. He killed people. That's it. doesn't matter how you became a hoe. That's for counseling. That's how we fix the problem. But, you know, you understand where I'm, where I'm going with this place? So, you know, own up to it. Uh, you know, don't, like James said, don't make excuses for it. Don't lie about it. Embrace it. Embrace it. If you were a hoe, you were a hoe. Jesus said, hey, look, just go and sin no more. That's all you have to do. Take today, listen to the show, and say, wow, you know what? He's speaking to me right now. I, yeah, I know I wilded out a little bit. I didn't have a father growing up. I suffered from some self-esteem issues. I, you know, I would dress the, you know, with the breast out a little bit, poke the booty out a little bit, hoping to get attention. But I didn't want it to just stop there with the attention because when I got the attention, the attention felt good. And because it felt so good, I felt like giving my whole body to those men. And so that's what I did. Because that's what a lot of people, don't, they, they, they want to act like, and I we're keeping it honest tonight, they want to act like that's all it is. They want to act like they're just throwing on the freakum dress and going out and getting drunk and having fun and dancing, and, you know what I'm saying, and flirting. No, but I think everyone knows it's not, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop with you kissing your girlfriends on the cheek. Okay, girl, all right, have a good night. Yeah, I had some fun. Woohoo! yeah, yeah, good times. No, you got that booty call. You made that booty call. You accepted that booty call, and you didn't tell your girlfriends what you did you know what I'm saying? You drop them off at 2 o'clock back at their car, watch them drive off thinking they're going home to go to sleep. No, they're not going home. They're coming over to see James. They're going to see Marv. You understand that? That's what we have to start being honest about as far as this behavior goes. Courtney, did you ever drop the friends off or get dropped off, but that wasn't the end of your night? Um, That actually was the end of my night. <laughs> Damn it, Courtney. Um, I'm so sick of you. <laughs> well, because well, first of all, the, let, let's not try to play Courtney on this show. No, because I, I wasn't sleeping, you know, with men. So um, at that point, we would go out to the clubs and I would get dropped off. Like I really wasn't doing anything. Um, so I, I mean, no, I'm yeah. Just I know. Listen, guys. Let me. I, I give Courtney a hard time. I love her realness. Understand. Make no mistake about it. Courtney has had sex with two men. Okay, two men in her life. So Courtney. But, and so, and the it's interesting, and and me, me and Courtney talk about this all the time. That was a blessing from God that even though she exhibited some the some of the same types of hoish behaviors in her former life, she was blessed, and it's a blessing from God that she did not give her body to multiple men. You understand that, which is which is a, a true blessing. But uh, no, I, you know, I don't want anybody getting the wrong idea. Oh my God, it was she, but no, nah, Courtney definitely <laughs> respects her body. And make no mistake about that. So, you know, I got to, you know, Courtney, I, just like to, <laughs> I some, know. There's some psychos out there. <laughs> you know, people will, will there's some people listening right now, you know, who will, who will, true psychos, who will listen with, with the freaking video or, or, or cell phone recorder, you know, taping this stuff. Even though shows are archived, they'll get their own personal tape recorder and listen to it, play it back, take notes. Just with the sole purpose of trying to disprove things and, and, and argue and debate, but those are the people who are miserable. These people who debate and who listen to the show secretly, many of them are miserable and cry themselves to sleep, will cry themselves to sleep tonight at midnight. When this show goes off, well, we're not going to be on until midnight, but when this show goes cry themselves to sleep specifically because they want to change, but the devil has them bound and feeling that level of shame that they feel as though what they have done is too much 
to repent for, too much to get past. So the only thing is left to do is be negative and argue and debate and fight and continue having sex and, and you know exhibiting other sinful behavior. And I'm just trying to tell you all, you don't have to be a psycho. You don't have to do that. Just listen to the show and love it. Love every second of this, man. Y'all want to watch Scandal? And there's no one listening who thinks that Scandal is better than what you're listening to right now. This is true entertainment. This is true education. This is as good as it gets right here, and it's, it's as beneficial as it gets. You understand that? If this is how you spend your Friday nights, I promise you, you will have a man sooner rather than later. You spend your Thursday nights uh, uh, idolizing Olivia Pope, who, make no mistake about it, is the biggest whore television has ever seen. Okay? I'm telling y'all straight up that it's, it's, it is a, a crying shame how they are portraying black women. It is... I mean, this is the the worst possible depiction of a black woman that has been. It's one of the most dangerous because what it's doing is it is it is it's it's brainwashing. It's almost like what they've done with this whole Obama thing. They've gotten Christians to embrace homosexuality. They've gotten black women to embrace being the white man's whore, it, it, and they're doing it with these puppets. Who else could have got the black church to embrace homosexuality? Other than Obama, nobody. There's not one person on the face of this earth who could have got the black church as a whole to embrace this gay agenda that America has out there. Other than Obama, there's not another actress, another television show that as a whole could embrace and justify and rationalize black women allowing themselves to be smutted out by a white man. Okay? Whorish behavior. I tell you guys every time we talk about it, if, if if Olivia Pope was played by a white woman, you know, period, she she would be hated. First of all, white people white people wouldn't even watch the show. The only reason black people watch Scandal, you know, is because it has a black woman who can, who they can relate to. They can relate to being a, a, a you know a, somebody's whore, somebody's jump off, somebody's friend with benefits, and that's the reason why so many black women like Scandal. That's it, no more, no less. I don't care what anybody says. There are ten times better shows on television. Ten times better shows. But there's no show where they glamorize and glorify a black woman portraying herself in a hoish manner that most black women can relate to at some point in their life. That is the reason why so many black women love Scandal. Period, point blank in the story. People can lie about it. They can deny about it. They can act like it's something that it's not. But that is, and I'm the only black man, the only man, period, with the balls enough to tell you guys the truth about it. Am I, I mean, am I lying, James? Keep it honest, man. Hey, Don, I'm amazed, man. Like like you said earlier, like you say a lot about the post. Whenever scandal is on, man, the, the the Facebook posts and the Twitter posts are flooded by black women, man, so excited about this Olivia Pope, man. They're so pumped up, so excited about this show. You would think the Super Bowl is coming on or something. And I'm thinking, like, ladies, what is so exciting about watching a woman uh, give her body away to to another white man or to several men? It's, it's just, that's just as hoish as it gets. 
I don't mean to use that word, but I mean I, I find it absolutely ridiculous. The show may have a good storyline, but um, I, I just when I think about you know my mother, I think about my sister, I think about other women. Um, I, I would I would be embarrassed to to have to be portrayed as a black woman. I would be embarrassed to see that on television. Right. I mean, it's it sh- we should all be we should be be embarrassed as a people. I see my man Marv is on the line. Marv, the man of the hours, called in. What's going on with you, Marv? Good evening. Good evening. Peace, brother. Day What's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Yo, I, I meant to ask you: Are you into Scandal? Have you ever watched the whole episode? Yeah, uh, I've been following it. I've been following it uh, ever since you guys started to really hype it up, and uh, I just wanted to see what all the what all the rave was about. And uh, I've been watching it. I mean, you know, there's definitely uh, there's definitely more good shows, better shows on TV. Um, and you know, the uh, uh, depiction of the black woman, like you stated, is, is, is horrible. It's definitely disgusting. But um, you know, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. The storyline seems to be. Uh, uh, you know the storyline is definitely. Uh, I mean, it sparks my curiosity. The way they kind of like, you know, end the show and have you in suspense and things like that. I mean, I mean, you got to give it, you know, that that level of credit on that end. But I mean, the overall message is is, is deplorable and it definitely makes a black woman look bad. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest with you, like me, I don't know, like I, the show to me. I mean, it's cool. I'll be watching it, like, multitasking. I'm working. I'm, like, doing – I mean, honestly, it's – I watch it. I'm not going to sit and lie like I don't. That's my <clears> – <throat> excuse me, my wife, my wife is, like, into it. You know, she she enjoys that, that show. So I watch it. But, I mean, it, it's – I could take it or leave it. There are – listen, 24, officially, and I haven't talked about this yet. I don't know if you guys are into 24. 24 was on for about six seasons uh, several years, a couple of years ago. Now they're brand. This is, I mean, how many? Who does that? How many shows do a six-year run? All right, go off the air for like three years, and then because of specifically because of fans' interest, bring the show back. I mean, that that is unheard of, unheard of in television history. The reason that's happening is because Twenty Four is the best show of all time. If anybody thinks that Scandal is even remotely entertaining, do yourselves a favor. Go to Netflix. Order season one off eBay right now. Go to eBay. It's probably like 9 bucks, 10 bucks. the whole season one. Watch the first season of 24, and you will never watch a Scandal nothing ever again. You, it, It's not even a comparison. There are tons of better shows than Scandal. So, and, and like I said, we all know why so many black women love this show. Not because it's a great show. You can watch Homeland. Homeland on Showtime right now is ten times better than Scandal. And it's about the government. And it's about the president. And it's about terrorism. It's about, like, all this stuff. Ten, I mean, listen, who? how many black people, Courtney, watched The West Wing? Remember when The West Wing was on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that not was, many. That, that was a show about the, the, the West Wing of the White House. The president, the you know, chief of staff, like all that. You know what? Ha- what, what you know? Why? How come nobody watched that? Any answers, Gordon? Because <laughs> they can't. I mean, they they watch things that they can relate to. You know, they didn't have the Olivia Pope, you know, scandal in that show. But in scandals, I mean, that's something that's directly 
directly correlates to their lifestyle and just the men that they're dealing with and just being strong along. That's something they identify with, so they cling to that. Absolutely. Let me real quick. I just I only want to talk about this. I actually rebroadcasted or, or posted the link for the classic. And this, I was I actually listened to the whole show again uh, yesterday. Like it's listen. There's no better show that we've ever done than that show. I mean, that's like as good as it gets. I mean, you, Courtney, you remember the the show specifically entitled? I posted it today. Why so many black women love Scandal? Where we literally broke down her relationship and and what the Bible says about Horace. I, I, that's it's official. That is and was and most likely will always be the best show over well over a thousand shows. Is that something we can agree agree on? Well, I mean, Adam, you mean out of all the shows? I Yo. mean, that was. A- Oh, what were you saying? No, no, no. no go ahead, go ahead. I, yeah, I, yeah, out of all the shows, I do. I think that might be the best of all time. I well, I kind of, I'm gonna disagree with that. It was a great show, but I think the Beyonce Bow Down um, mm. has more, you know, mm. uh, more ratings than that. But that's just my opinion. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like the Scandal Show, but we can agree to disagree on well, that. Well, it's not about ratings, though. You know that. You know me. I, that's true. That's true. Not, but that's you're right. That. That was the highest rated show of all time, and now that Courtney says that, that's you know, two different shows, just two different, totally different shows. If you if you've missed any of these shows that we're mentioning ever, do yourselves a favor and check out these archives. But look, guys, we're talking tonight about um, uh, you know the dog stage, what it looks like, uh, how men behave, and I think that it's about ten o'clock. You know, and I know some people got some creeping to do. They got some dates set up, some 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 booty calls to make. You know what I'm saying? So I want to speed it up. I want to, you know, try to be, uh, you know, respectable of people's the Friday nights. But Marv, I gotta, you know, you, Marv, we got some things to talk about, Marv. You know, you know, we got to talk about, Marv. I mean, are you ready to get it in? Well, look, look. I told you I had my I had my son with me this weekend. His bedtime was nine o'clock. I was like, let me go ahead and hurry up, give him a bath, read him a nice little bedtime story, put him to bed so I can get on his line and we can go at it. So I'm a man of my word, so here I am. All right, let's do This is what I want to do. I want to talk a little bit, and we're going to bring James. I want to get Lewis into the mix, just as men, all right? we Men talk, and, and a lot of lurkers out there, a lot of people just observing the threat, which is cool. That was a very, very, I mean, it got a little, you know, <laughs> they're wilding out. I haven't been following, but I know Jermaine and my, they're wilding out. But um, that's on some other stuff. But earlier in the day, we were having, a you know, a really interesting debate just about women. And, and there's something to be said for when men talk amongst men, all right? And, and that's a conversation that women are 99.9% of the time not going to be privy to. You guys have no idea what men talk about. You may think you do. You think you know, but you have no idea. What you guys saw today is as accurate as it gets. The debates, you know, there's people agreeing, people not agreeing, and you know, and it's just real talk. So it was, it was good to, um, you know, debate. Marvin and I seem to debate. Here's this is what we want to do. We're talking about the dog stage. Now we got into now the debate was it started about Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson, um who is evidently in some type of relationship with uh, or dealing with K. Michelle. Uh, Jermaine and I were pretty much seemed to be in agreement throughout the thread that she is, and I'll just say this based, based on the last, first of all, based on everything I've seen from her, but specifically this last episode of Love and Hip Hop and the one before it, understand this. 
These reality shows are bringing out the it just gets worse and worse and worse. K Michelle is literally like the worst woman I've ever seen in my life. I'm talking about from attitude to the way she looks, the way she presents herself, everything about her is like the absolute worst I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, I mean I'm being honest. And so Marv was d- discussing her from a more of a just a physical perspective and he was saying that he would, you know, back in the day in his in his dog stage we were talking about our different dog stages, how we would have uh, dealt with a woman like K. Michelle at that time in our life. Now, and I'm just setting it up, and we're going to get it in, but I just want to set it up, um, and I want to let the Lewis and, Mar- uh, and James kind of, you know, chime in before we get into it. He was saying that that's the type of joint he would have smashed. I said joint. That <laughs> the type of young woman who he would have knocked off back and had, had sex with. I said, me personally, that's not someone I would even touch with a ten foot pole. Marv was saying that it seemed a little unrealistic based on how nice her body was and different things like that. I can't, but we'll talk about that. Um, so that was, I just want to set up, that was the premise of the debate, which you guys are about, we're about to just, you know, clear everything up right now. Courtney, real quick, and I will go to the fellas. Did you get a chance to check out the threat? Oh, yeah, I've read the whole thing. I sure did. Okay. What, what, what did you think about it? Um, I thought it was interesting. I, You know what I thought at first? I thought that everybody was going to say they would have smashed K back in the day. Like that's that's what I initially thought. So um, just based off of just uh, physical features, just her body, and but it was it was good to see that you know there was you guys disagreed on it. Like some men said, yeah, they would, and then I saw like you know you, and I think some other guys said no, they wouldn't. And so I used to think that men in the dog stage that would basically smash. Like, not any woman, but just a woman that was, you know, they found attractive, but not necessarily. Let, let's talk about it. Um, uh, Lewis, did you, you can, I like, let me just say, I like Lewis. But Lewis stays, he, he doesn't get in the drama, man. You do a great job of staying out of foolishness, out of drama. Did you get a chance to check out the thread at all, though? Uh, I skimmed over it. Yeah, I, I plan to look at it more in depth later on because it was, it was pretty loud, but that is an interesting contrast because, you know, I would think, you know, even though, you know, given kind of woman she, I would think that, you know, any man in the dog stage would, you know, would would definitely try to have sex with her. But it's interesting to, you know, to check out your perspective um, and Jermaine's perspective. It's, it's interesting that, you know, given the kind of woman she was, like you all like, no, nah, I wouldn't even touch that woman. So, you know, it, it I, I definitely learned something, you know, today. I'm going to kind of look over it and try to get more in-depth in it and try to find out what uh, what everybody was, was talking about. But, yeah, it was. It, it, I, I wasn't expecting the contrast because, see, I was one that thought that, you know, anybody would just have sex with her, but that's not the case. Yeah, see, it's, you're going to learn some stuff today, man, you and a lot of other women out there who um, – a lot of people don't know. If you guys don't know, Lewis is actually saving himself for marriage. Lewis is not has not been in that dog stage. He's not in that wilding out. He's um, saving himself for marriage, which is we mentioned. We talked about that from day one here on the show. I mean, just a, a very uh, res- I have the utmost respect for Lewis. I mean, that's I, honestly I wish I was even in that that place now, man. You know, um, just. You know, there's so much stuff I wish I had not. I mean, what I've, I have no regrets. What I've done is what I've done. It's made me who I am today. But, I mean, just to, for a man to live for Christ at that 
you know, uh, at at that age, at this age, and, and to be able to resist all the temptation that's out there. I mean, that's just, you know, it doesn't get better than that. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want anyone, young men, you know, older men, women, to think that I speak about this stuff in a braggadocious type of way because, you know, that's not at all what it's about, man. Lewis is the one that should be, you know, bragging and, you know, really holding his head high about not doing the thing. So I just want to put that stuff out there first. This is, you know, this is what we've done. We're not ashamed of it. You know, God has delivered us from it. It's not cool, you know, and I think that's the perspective that I bring to it. Even then, I was, it's, well, I'll talk about it real quick. James, though, what, what are your thoughts on that thread and the, and the debate and everything that transpired today? You know what, Dan, I did find this thread interesting. Um, I honestly, I've never watched Love and Hip Hop, um, so I didn't know who um, Kate Michelle was. I, I, I just had a chance to Google her. Um, some of the images, um, not even maybe an hour ago. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, man, I think, I know you're going to get into this, but I think every man in his uh, in his different stages has certain uh, has certain standards for the women that he's with. Um, I'm looking at Kate Michelle, man, and, and, and it's, you know, every any man that will look at these pictures can can definitely tell she has a great body. I mean, she's got a, she does have a great body, but then... When you're looking at the, the total package, I, I, I know her attitude. I'm pretty sure her attitude is probably disgusting. But I'm looking at tats. she got tattoos all over her body. Um, I see four or five different pictures where she's got weave, red, blue, blonde. Um, I'm looking at this chick, and, and the only thing that I can think of is, I mean, the only word that I can think of to remind, you know, that, that, that resembles what I'm seeing here is a hood chick. And um, me personally, Dead Don, I was never in the hood chicks. No matter how big the butt was, no matter how nice the body was, man, I was repulsed by a hood chick. And so, what I, what I, what I, would have, you know, what I slept with her in the dog stage, man, it would, it would take a, man, I, I would, I would say no, man. <laughs> listen, say no more. Say, listen, that's and Marv, we're, we're gonna, I want to open up tomorrow. I'm gonna let Marv get the first word in. But what you just said, and I, I, certain things you can't really convey on Facebook. That's why I'm so glad Marv was able to call in and we can really get it in as men. Now, I'm going to take everybody's phone off of mute, too, and we're just going to get it in But um, in a second. Here's the thing. You, you said a key word there, James. You said repulsed. Repulsed. That's how women like Kay Michelle make me. If you're repulsed by someone, listen, I can't get I can't get it up when I'm repulsed. That you know what I'm saying? You can't. You have to be attracted to someone to smash them. So if I'm looking at a a a, a purple wig, a purple weave, tatted up, you know, body tatted up, uh, just you know, a horrible attitude, an average face, I'm looking at like, yo, you are disgusting. You understand that? I've seen strippers with flawless bodies. And was literally repulsed by them. So I mean, but I, I'm, that's what I'm gonna say about it right now. But Marv, what are your thoughts, though, man? Like, wh- where were you coming from as far as your views on the threat? Oh man. Well, let me see. All right, I respect everybody's opinion on here. Like, it's you know, I hear what you guys are saying, but you guys are absolutely insane, man. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> you guys, you guys are absolutely insane. Like. Now, James, you saw the pictures on Google Images, okay? I'm assuming you went on Google Images, and you clicked on K. Michelle. 
All right, just the first three pictures alone. I mean, are you really trying to tell me that at a point in your life where your only intentions were to just have sex with the person, not knowing what, not knowing their attitude, their personality? Because when Kay Michelle first meets people, as you can see on Love and Hip Hop, she doesn't show who she truly is. She actually comes off like a fun individual, and that's that's evident if you watch the show. So that's I, that's, I, that's really no I disagree with that. I disagree with that, Marv. She doesn't come off like she just she comes off like a hoe. She's loud. Okay. She's ghetto. She's she's unorthodox. Like she's just she you. That's not fun to me. Her attitude is repulsive. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, I hear what you're saying. No, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I mean, I, I could look at it as she's exuding sexual energy, and if I was in a, if I was at a point in my life where all I wanted from a woman was sex, and this is the type of woman that was in my face, and she was physically attractive, attractive, I'm feeling the sexual vibe, vibe from her. I'm going all in. I mean, I don't. I just don't really understand. Like, what dog wouldn't attack that if they knew? That this person was physically attracting, giving off sexual vibes. Like honestly, I who cares about the attitude? That's how I look at it. And I mean, let me you know, give you a different all, perspective. Yeah, sure. I, I want to give, and, and this is one of the things I couldn't really accurately convey. And I'm I'm not even saying that. I say all the time, like I am a different type of guy than most guys. Like Lewis even said, he says, you know, if you see a nice body, most guys are going to go after. It. I, like you know, we've talked more. You've said he, even here on the show. You know, you were a, a late bloomer, so to speak, meaning you kind of earlier on in life, you weren't really, you started getting, you know, smashing off a lot of joints a little bit later on, right? Well, is 18 years old considered a late bloomer? I mean, yes, well, I've used those words. What, what did you mean by late bloomer? Late bloomer meaning I really wasn't out there and really wasn't, like, experimenting with multiple females, like, having literally you know, a female for every day of the week. I really didn't experience that until my 20s. But at 18, yes, I was involved in, you know, some encounters. So for me, to, for, for for people to say that that would qualify me as somebody who lacks experience, I would look at it as, so you guys are trying to tell me that at age 11, 12, 13, you guys were getting it in? Like, it's just I'm hard a- for me to believe that. I'm going to put it like this. Let, let me, I'm going to come to you like what was really going on as far as me. I was never, you know, obviously I'm the main one talking about the dog stage, the player stage, the race. As I describe it, you know, on the show and you know, on Facebook and just in my books and things like that, I never went through that stage. I have a lot of homies who went through that stage. For example, I had a homie. He will remain nameless, and he will go by. We called him ESPN. Actually, he called himself ESPN. All right, so why you call him you call yourself ESPN? He says cuz I F him for sport. All right? He literally would say, he thought a lot like you. Is what you're saying? He was in that dog so he would just smash off anything with a big butt. You know, he was like in our crew. He was that dude who would literally anything. He said I F him for sport, ESPN. Call me that's just what it is. You know, if it had a body, he was smashing it. That was his dog stage. Now he's a married man now. I'll leave him re- let him remain nameless. I was never that, and I'm t- listen. Everything I'm telling y'all, I have no reason why y'all know. Me. I keep it real. No reason why. That was me. That was me. I was never that guy. My and again, all men go through different dog stages. My personal dog stage <clears throat> was I, ha- I I liked the challenge. I was that guy who 
and I'm just being honest, I naturally got a lot of attention. I've, in, in high school, I was I went to Bishop McDevitt High School. You guys can look it up. You can probably Google me, track. I was pen relays, all that, track star. That's, you know, the second in the state, 200. Like, that's just what I did. So that brought me a lot of attention. High school, I pledged, I mean, excuse me, college, I pledged. I got into the fraternity. I was well-known on a lot of student organizations, things like that. Very popular on campus. Like, that brought me a lot of attention. All right. So what I'm trying to say to you is I was never that guy who felt the need to seek out women for sex. It was literally my entire life being thrown at me if I wanted it. And I'm, again, that's not Brad. I'm just that's just what it was. So when you say things like, you know, uh, K. Michelle, you know, that body, that body, listen, I'm used to seeing whoever was the baddest chick in high school, that I'm, I, I was getting that thrown at me. Baddest chicks in college thrown at me. You know, women went throughout my 20s you know, making $100,000, driving a nice Mercedes, going VIP to these clubs. I wasn't chasing anything. So when I, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the upper echelon of women at, throughout these stages of my life. So when, when you people look at a K. Michelle and you say, are oh, you telling me you wouldn't have hit that? Listen, I've turned down way better women than K. Michelle in my life. It was, it was, it's no, it was never a reason to. You understand that? Like, it, it was no reason. Now, if I didn't get sex like that, you know, and I, like some, it was just, not even saying you, but just in general, some men, they, that's what they do. They get a lot of sex because they go after a lot of sex. And they have that confidence, and that's why they go, you know, it gets, they get it. But I, I never had to do that. And for me, the thrill of the chase was more satisfying than the actual sex. Because with me, my dad always told me, at a, he told me at a very young age, I'm, he said, I'm just going, I ain't going to sugarcoat this. He told me at a young age, son, he said, there is nothing worse than a hard dick and a wet pussy and no condom. That was my bird's, wow. <laughs> like a court. That, that was my, that was no sugarcoat needed, just keeping her on Friday. That's my, that was my birds and the bees talk. My mom told me, she said, Daydon, she told all my brothers, she said, we're not raising any more kids. She said, you had a great life growing up, and if you go out here and you make a baby, these kids or your kids, your child, is going to have everything that you had and more, and you're going to take care of that child. That wasn't a responsibility that I was ready to embark upon. That actually scared me. So, and and even to this day, like when I have nightmares, K. Michelle is a nightmare. Me waking up and getting a phone call from K. Michelle or or something or someone of the like saying, yo, we got to talk. I didn't get my period. The thought, the possibility of that happening was good enough contraception for me. You understand? I, that would make me not even want to have sex. So what I'm trying, I didn't have, I Listen, I haven't had a lot of sex. Like my homie, I know I know men who have had sex with over a thousand women. I'm nowhere near that. I'm not even a fraction of that. But with me, the women who I did deal with in my dog stage, it was it was the upper echelon of women. I was that dude. Well, let me tell you this: if we went out, say we took a road trip to Penn State. All right, let's just say that we did that. We took a road trip to Penn State. For homecoming weekend, Greek weekend, me, you, and some of the homies, we ride out there. I was that dude who would put in the work. I would crack on the chick, get the number, 
I was that guy saying, well, yo, what's up with you and your girlfriends? Where, 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 who's with you? Well, I got her. This is my girlfriend. All right, well, look, I got three of my homies. I was that guy, and I was only, make it be clear, I was the one cracking on the best chick in the crew. So if I was approaching her like, yo, what's up? Well, you don't got to get your number, da, da, da. I'm always the one trying to put the homies D. So what I would do is I'd be like, well, I got my, Mar- my man Marv here. I got my man James here. Y'all trying to go back to the crib. Now, if they were trying to go back to the crib, I could have gone back to the hotel with the, the main chick by myself. But I, the way, and anybody will co-sign, anyone who knew me growing up will tell you, hey, if we all can't come, I, look, I, well, look, let me know if you can find a girlfriend and, you know, just call me later on. I would pa- I've passed up dimes, you know what I'm saying, specifically for the reason that my, they didn't have girlfriends for my homies. Why did I do that? Would most men do that? Absolutely not. They might, like, oh, I'll holler at y'all fellas later. I was that dude because I didn't want to be that guy leaving the leaving the crew for for some chick. So I'm, I'm saying a lot of men can't relate to that. But so when you say K Michelle, that that's like a, implying that I could not have gotten more than that or better than that. Amar, am I making sense? What are your thoughts on us? I'm listening. I'm listening, and I you know I respect I respect everything you're saying because you know I've I've known guys who have taken that same approach. You know they've been They've been the uh, you know the facilitator. They've been the person who you know will make will make things happen, make moves when we went out on groups. And I definitely respect that. We've all worn that uh, worn that crown at, at some point in our lives. Whenever we went out and engaged with uh, with females, so I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I guess what, where I'm trying to where I'm trying to come from is like she she has a, a perf- like she has a. The body is banging. Come on, the body. Right, the, the body, body is, is banging. banging. Okay, but, but how many women have you know, nice bodies out here? But my thing is, the body is banging, and I'm not going to pass that over during my dog stage. If she's giving me rhythm, the opportunity is there. You know, yeah, I may smash that on a Tuesday, and then Wednesday I may be with somebody who looks way better than her. So it wasn't like I was using K. Michelle to set the bar or to say it's either this or nothing. She would have been just one of many women that I would have, I would have dealt with. And okay, let me. I think I I see where we where we uh, I I understand where you're coming from, but and I think where we differ is is like you said, she would have been one of many. You might have knocked off in your dog stage three four chicks a week. That was never me. I would knock off one, maybe two one one dime chick. You know, twice in that same week, or two yeah. dimes, or one nine and a dime, or even maybe a seven point five. That I was, you know, that we had some, you know, what I'm saying like chemistry with, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. as opposed to a K Michelle. Just because of, I mean, I've seen some. I mean, I would, I, be, I would, I'm repulsed by. Like, if I'm repulsed by a chick, I'll take a chick with a with a, a seven body who is cool and a, a beautiful or nice, pretty face, that, that that we have some type of chemistry, you know, together. Yeah, that I've had situations like that. But body, to me, bodies are nothing. Bodies don't make – that's not enough to make me just want to – I mean, how many – Marvin, be honest, man. If K. Michelle's face was like, say, let's say a four or a five, but the body was bang, you're saying you still would have smashed it off? What I'm saying is at a point in my life where I wasn't – looking for anything exclusive. You got to understand, to me, the dog stage was just a game. You know, you wake up, you know, you look at women, pursuing women, it's, it's all a competition. 
you want to be the you want to be the guy in your crew to be like, yeah, you know, she walks past you, you be like, yeah, you know, oh, who her? Oh yeah, I knocked that off. That hey, that's see, that like, was never me. That, okay. I was the opposite okay. of that. Gotcha. I, 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 no, I remember you. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, that see, but no, but I'm not. I and I have my homie. That's how he was ESPN. Like literally, we would go out. Yeah, see her. Boom. That was, I was never the. I was more quality as opposed to quantity. You know what I'm saying? Now, right, right. It, I was both. It, I was both. Okay. Yeah, quantity and but, but, quality. You, gotta, you know what I mean? Like it was all about. It was all about adding them, adding them notches. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't about. You know, all right. You know, because she's lacking such and such. I'm not going to waste my time with that. Like, I really didn't care about investing any time into her to really, you know, see the attitude, the psychotic behavior. Because, I mean, when you first meet somebody, they're going to put on a, a facade anyway, especially these these shady females out here. You know, they, they're really not going to show you the true intentions. And I talked about a story earlier about, you know, a chick who told me she had to beat her, beat her baby's dad in the head with a baseball bat. Like, I didn't know that about her when I, when, when I met her. At the club, all I saw was, you know, physically she was attractive. Her body was slamming. She was giving me sexual vibes, and I was in attack mode. So, you know, with me, it was all about quantity and quality, if, you know, if that makes sense. Here, oh, it makes sense. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, the, the thing about it with me is, though, I'm going to be real with you. My homies, and I have multiple homies who would do the same thing. We'd be out and about like, oh, yeah, you see that chick right there? Oh, yeah, I hit that. And I'm looking like I'm not impressed. You feel what I'm saying? So, you like, I'll be honest with you, Mark. If you knock off a K. Michelle, and K. Michelle, walk, we're posted up in the club, and K. Michelle walks by, and you're like, yeah, I hit that. You get no props from me. Like, that's not impressive to me. That's just a nice body. She's not thorough. She's not, like, a bad chick. Now, 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 Salma Hayek from from uh, from Dust Till Dawn walks by, and you're like, yeah, I hit that. You Then you get props, you know? Uh, uh, Rosalind Sanchez, like some bad Puerto Rican, you know what I'm saying? Something like, you yeah, see you're talking mean? about, yeah, I hear I, you talking about like these 98 pound females though. Like the only thing they can do for me is, 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 is I can use them as a toothpick to get that piece of steak out of my tooth. Like there's I really said, nothing. I said Salma Hayek from 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 you ain't see from Dust Till Dawn. I can't do nothing with that. She's she's too she's not she's not curvy enough for me. What? Salma Hayek. no, but see, did, did you, you did see from Dust Till Dawn? I would like, you ain't see from Dust Till Dawn. I did see it, yeah. I saw it. Oh, let me let me bring James, you still there, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> he said Salma Hayek is not too is not curvy enough for him. Oh man, Marv I don't know what Marv is I don't know what I don't know what Marv is looking for, man. He's looking for uh Oh, I'll I, show you I, what I'm looking for. I'll inbox you later. I I gave you some Google images. That's nothing. Uh, Man, you know what, Daydon, I can I can one hundred percent relate to you and I and I see what Marv is saying. K Michelle Seems to to be, or to have been, the, the type of woman that he was looking for in his dog stage. That was the kind of woman that he was, you know, that turned him on. And so I can kind of see from his perspective, you know, why he would, you know, why he would, he would say yes, he would smash that off. But um, I, I'm kind of with you, man. When you've seen, when you've seen better looking women, and you've been exposed to better looking women, then when you see that, it, it doesn't. It doesn't impress you. you know, it doesn't just, impress you. It doesn't phase you, right? Yeah, but I've seen that. I've seen that, fellas. Fellas, I've seen that. Like I play ball. You know what I'm saying? Like I travel. Like I've been that dude. I come out, come outside the game, and they just sitting there waiting. Like I, 
I've experienced that before. It just so happens. I mean, it just seems like it's just a, a difference of taste, which is fine. And I respect I respect what you guys say because the reality is I don't I would I don't see some higher higher the same way you would. I don't see Zoe Zaldana the same way you guys do, and that and that's okay. That's okay. I mean, you got some dudes out here that like big chicks. I look at them like they're crazy. So you probably looking at me like I'm crazy because I because of my dog sick I would. Smash a cable show, whereas you look, looking at me like I'm crazy. That's fine. I mean, no, we I'm all have our own. Like I'm looking at you more different. crazy, more crazy. Not because you said you would smash cable show. That's just a matter of taste. But you're saying that you would pass up Selma Hayek, and I just posted it. That's why. Are you saying you would pass her up? I'm not saying I would pass her up, but it just appears that you guys are placing her on a pedestal that I would not place her on. Like, you guys have her on a certain level where I'm looking at her like, she all right. Like, I would still hit, but just like I would still hit with K. Michelle, I want you guys to think that, like, if I see K. Michelle, I'm just like, you know, I'm just salivating at the mouth. But like, that's how you I made it seem. I got to have that. You, you made it seem like that. Not necessarily. I mean, I was just arguing my point that during your dog stage, you don't really know about a woman's psychosis or crazy state of mind. We only know about her because she's being broadcasted on VH1. If I were to see her in the grocery store in line and you see that body, you don't know that she's crazy as hell. You know what I mean? Like the conversation with me when I first met a chick, when I was just intending on smashing, was very limited. I, I really didn't ask too many questions. I kept it light, kept it cordial. Brought her back to the spot, and within a week, I'm digging in them guts. So it, was just, so it really wasn't about me getting to know the person until to find out that they were crazy the way Kate Michelle was putting herself out there. I got you. I got you. This is guys. Understand this is uh this is an impromptu barbershop talk uh, edition of it. Keeping It Real Fridays here on the Day Don Tolbert Show. Y'all are listening to. Just that unadulterated, real conversation amongst men. Lewis, man, you said you wanted to learn tonight. You wanted to hear some different perspective. You got a chance. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? This is definitely, this is definitely a real conversation between men. You know, you're not going to find this on that that sugar-coated foolishness on the Steve Harvey show. So, ladies, this is this is this is real right here. Um, and I'm and I'm seeing both perspectives, uh, quality versus quantity. Um, I'm seeing some perspectives that I didn't even know existed out there. So this is this is a real conversation. I'm definitely uh, learning a little bit more about um, the way uh, the way that some men think about things because I can see what Data on is saying. I can see what uh, Marv is saying. So this is this is real. This is about as real as it gets. You're not going to get much realer than this conversation taking place right here between the fellas. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, I mean, and I, I, I now just talking to Marv, you know, actually talking to him as opposed to online, I see where he's coming from a little bit better. I think he sees where I'm coming from. We're just two different types of men. You know, like he said, some women like, or excuse me, some men like, you know, petite women like myself, although Marv is tripping. I got to say Marv is tripping. Selma Hayek is, is, I don't think any, I don't never heard a man say she's skinny. You know, I mean, Selma Hayek is like, uh, you know, she's considered thick. You wouldn't you wouldn't consider her thick, Marv? Though I'm just curious. Well, well, K. Michelle is thick, and Selma Hayek doesn't look like K. Michelle. I think she does. I I think she does. Well, and, and back I, then, I she did. I gotta go to Blockbuster tonight. I gotta go to Blockbuster tonight. I gotta go to Redbox and catch that movie again. 
Don't even – yeah, go to YouTube. You pro- I just posted the – I just I posted her picture in, on, in a group. I okay. just posted Selma okay. Hayek. And that, check that out. Man, <laughs> Selma Hayek, I mean, that's that's crazy. That's like flawless right there. But um, no. like I said, but, we, but that being said, we are two different men, two different types of things. He likes thicker women, more voluptuous. I like that Halle Berry, uh, petite, but still, uh, you know, curvy. You know what I'm saying? Zoe Sa- Even – I'll be honest, Zoe Saldana – in Drumline was more my type. Now she's lost a ton of weight. Like Kerry Russell, or what's her name? Kerry Washington. I'm not even attracted to her because she's, for me, that's too skinny. Like she, that's not attractive to me. So believe me, we're not that much different, you know. Like, and I'll be honest with you, and I hope I don't. People, the psychos are listening out there. They're probably going to crucify me, but you know, to me, Nicki Minaj has, you know. Now, what would you consider her? Like her body, to me, even though you know. People say it's fake. That's like a perfect body to me. You know, what, what do you think about Nicki Minaj's body? Yeah, she got a nice body. She definitely does. I mean, she has. Don't say she's not thick enough. I'm just saying she has like a cartoon character type of aura. So I really wouldn't be able to to get with that. She just seems. I don't know. Like her vibe is just her vibe to me is a turn off. Wait, wait, her body is crazy. Wait, wait, wait. So Nicki Minaj is a turn off, but K. Michelle is not. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Kay Michelle with the purple wig and stuff. I hear what you're saying, but <laughs> Nicki Minaj, like, like Woody Woodpecker, like she's just out there, man. Like just, like she seemed like the type. If you were to see her on the street for the first time, like she is just talking so crazy, just being so extroverted to the point where you you wouldn't be able to get a word in. Like that's just that's the type of vibe she has. That's how I see Kay Michelle actually. But well, let me let me ask James real quick. We got just a maybe a tiebreaker of sorts. James, if you have back, let's say we're all in our dog stage, and everybody listen. This is we're all Christian men of God now. This is we're just having some Friday night barbershop talk, speaking about our dog stage when we were in them. In your dog stage, K. Michelle, Nicki Minaj both want to see you on a Friday night. Who who are you checking out? Who are you spending time with? Man, that's a that's a tough one uh, for me because, like I said, I don't I don't know the personality of Kay Michelle um, on a strictly physical level, man. I mean, I personally think they both have similar uh, physical uh, characteristics, and so I see I don't I don't see a difference between uh, either one of them. I, I don't like either one of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. You passing up? You calling up Zoe, huh? Yeah, you know what, man. I, you know, and I'm I'm with, I'm with Marv and I'm with you, man. I like the I like the I like the petite, but I do like a little something that you know, a little something to grab onto, man. And so I'm kind of you know, like I, said, I still can't believe Marv was uh, he turned down. Um, um, I can't remember the name of the Hispanic Hispanic lady you just said, man. But I still can't believe he he felt the way he did about her. <laughs> Selma Hayek, man. Marv, man, you, you need a refresher on uh, on from dusk till dawn, Marv. Like when she turned right, right before she turned into the vampire, or excuse me, the uh, the um, what she, yeah, the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was she that was. Oh yeah, she alright. Oh man, I, I'm like speechless right now. I didn't know what. But what about the Harry? What about the Harry? Would you would you knock that off if you saw her in your dog stage? I mean, well, that's what I did knock off. Now, see, now, now we're talking about two. Di- this is two different things. That's the uh, to Harry. Is is the type of chick that I 
would have on the speed dial and who was, like, throwing themselves at me. So you should be able to understand why, like, where I'm at with it. Like, Tahiri and K. Michelle are not in the same conversation. Okay. Now, is it because Tahiri doesn't wear the purple wigs and K. Michelle does? Because it's, to it's, me, just, they – okay. Oh, no, no, my bad. Go ahead. I was just saying, to me, they kind of give off the same type of whorish vibe. So if I'm just looking for sex, I mean, I wouldn't wife up a woman with a weave, but I'm going to knock that off, no questions asked. Like I said, there'd be, be sweaty weave strands all over the place when I'm through with her. Like, that's just, that's just my intention. So natural hair, weave hair, it didn't matter when, it didn't matter when I was a dog. I'm knocking both of them off. Weave on Tuesday, natural on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't I, and I don't, I don't want I want to be honest here. I'm not gonna say never. I, but I can honestly say I've had sex with less than three women who wore weaves. I'm being honest with you. I'm not gonna say none. But that weaves are a huge turnoff to me. I'm just being again. No lies. No BS. Tahiri is the epitome of the type of woman who back in the day I would have been attracted to and who would have, you know, who I might have been like, yo, yeah, you can definitely be on the team. That turned me on, like, the real hair, the the crazy body, the flat stomach, the pretty sexy face, the natural beauty. Um, and, and I'll be I watch both shows. I watch Love & Hip Hop, uh, both Love & Hip Hops, and um, I don't, like, there's not even a comparison between how K. Michelle presents herself and how Tahiri presents herself. In fact, when we see Tahiri, it's more so along the lines of, you know, relationship drama, like with, with specifically with Joe Budden. K. Michelle talking about letting any and everybody hit it. She's making songs talking about something I just want to F. Like, that's not, that's that's just horrors. Tahiri does even though I know things about her personally, like she is a whore, she is a hoe in real life, but how she's portrayed on the show she doesn't give off that hoish vibe to me the way K. Michelle does. You, you, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, not on the show, but if you, I mean, we all know about her escapades with J.R. Smith, uh, right. a lot of other celebs in the, in, the, in the field. So she, I mean, it's not like she's committed her body just to Joe Budden for the rest of her life. She's been out there, and it's known. Well, but most again, jump-offs are hoes, though. Of course, of course. But my point is, when you when you first meet a chick, you don't really know her history. You don't, you don't know her past, you know. And if you're you're pretty much just looking at the package. So would I knock off Tahiri? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Would I knock off K. Michelle? Her body is crazy. She has a flat stomach. It's not about. I, I don't body. think she's saying body. Her her face. I don't think she's ugly. I don't think she's ugly. She ain't. She ain't like. She's not even. But she's not thorough. She's not like like. But, I don't think the Harry's face is thorough. You don't? I honestly don't. No. Okay. No, I don't. Are you, so you <laughs> saying they're on the same level? I mean, to Harry's body is better. I definitely I definitely give her kudos on that. Whose face but is King better? Michelle's a close second, man. Whose face is like, better? Like, I mean, it depends. I mean, are you are you basing oh, it on complexion? Are you basing it on, like, it's, just look, first waking up in the morning or, or what? Just, you know who's prettier? Just in your you know who's pretty? Are you saying it's about a tie? I don't know, man. It's like comparing apples to oranges. I, I, you tripping, man? Come on, Marv. Come on, Marv. Come on, Marv. Stop, stop. If there's not a person listening who would even say K. Michelle is even close to. To Harry's a to me. To Harry's a solid nine. Oh wow! 
You wouldn't give her that? Wow. I don't know, man. I don't know. K Michelle's a solid six. (laughs) 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 She's not even on the scale. No, no. Who would be a solid six? Regina King is a six. Like, I'm good. If I see her, I'm asking her, like, can you, I'm asking her for directions. I'm trying to get out of there. I ain't, oh, I ain't, I ain't wasting my time. You know what I mean? Lauren Hill. Look, Lauren Hill's a six. Like, come on, man. You going to put Lauren Hill next to Kay Michelle? Like, that, like, like, did you, like, did you see her on the street somewhere, man? She, like, cursed you out or something? Or, like, did she, look, did she put a, a, a dent in the BMW or something, man? Because, like, you really going in on her, man. Like, she's, she's banging. She's banging. I'm Wait, who? Kay Michelle's banging? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm knocking that off every Tuesday. I ain't wasting time. I ain't wasting time with that, man. You crazy? Yo, what you think about Shay? If you, I'm just like, you think you probably think Shay is banging. Then. She got a nice body, too. I'm not going to hold you. She got a nice body. She, she, so you she probably definitely put her in the same is, boat as, as Kay Michelle. Uh, yeah. I mean, she, she, she got the horse hair. hair Horse hair flowing all crazy, and that like her weave is just is just, is just ridiculously crazy. I, I mean, but she's banging though. She's banging too. I'm not even gonna lie. She can get it too. Shay can get it. Uh, Kay Michelle can get it. I'm trying to figure out the chicks on the Housewives of Atlanta. Y'all got me watching all these shows now. Phaedra could get it. Cynthia could get it. <laughs> Candy can get it. <laughs> I, I gotta go, man. Like you, you, I would, I, I, you said Phaedra? I'm running. I'm running out of days of the week. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of days of the week over here, man. Oh God! All right, come on. Let's. We might go to commercial break, man. I ain't done commercials in about two years, man. It's about time for commercial break. Well, let me go to Courtney Hollins. Courtney, you've been listening. You're flying the wall here in the barber shop. What are your thoughts on what's being said? <laughs> He's tripping, man. Marv is tripping. Like, I mean, I, 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 listen, I already thought you were kind of delusional a little bit, you know, in your oh, comments. Coming at your neck. But, oh, um, but then you she... said Phaedra. And what? Like Phaedra, though? Like, I I don't get it, but, you know, Hold everybody on, has right, that. Phaedra, dog, dog stage. Key word is dog stage, though. Dog stage. So you would knock off roof, anything in the dog roof, stage. Then roof, Look, I don't. That's not anything. Gabrielle Sidibe is, is is anything. If I met her on my right dog stage, I'm cut. I'm cutting the corner, man. <laughs> Phaedra is repulsive, Marv. Phaedra's like the word. She's repulsive. <laughs> my yo, my Joan would look like an Oscar minor winner if I was like in bed <laughs> with her, man. Like, like I couldn't even. Put pop some ginseng or something, man. Nah, man, I need that that double dose of Viagra, some ecstasy, something. I, I yo, Phaedra. Hey. hey, hey, just hey, look, we got dozens of other guys that's co-signing that right now. They may Ooh. not be brave enough to call in. They may not be brave enough to call in and be like, yo, I'm I'm selling, I'm selling. Hey, at least I'm putting myself out there, and I would say, throw my dog stage, I would knock that off. I would not say that. Right. I, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't call her back afterwards, but she's gonna get it too. 
<laughs> he said Gabourey Sidibe. They're in this for me. They're in the same. It's like no difference. But it's you got. But this is real talk, man. I don't. You know, Mark feels how he feels. I feel like we're all grown men. It is what it is, man. But I gotta ask my man James. James, are you you smashing off uh, Phaedra Parks? No, nah, that's not happening. I can't believe what I just heard from Mars, man. Mars, I can't I believe mean, that, man. This is yeah. Mars has, has a different taste, you know. I got you. Got to respect that. He has a different taste. Man, major. Would have been, been on my desirable list, man. Yo, he, Marv, you you know you you spoke negatively about Selma Hayek and Zoe Saldana. I ain't speaking. And, ne- no, I ain't speaking negatively about it. I'm just saying. See. I'm looking at I'm just looking at the, the the physical. This is all I'm going on. It's just the physical. That's it. You know what I mean? Like I like my woman thick. I like my woman curvy. Selma Hyde would not do it for me. I'm not I'm not discrediting her. I'm not saying that she's unattractive. She's very attractive. But for sexual purposes, she would not be on the same pedestal that you guys are putting her on. I'm sorry. Glad to mute me. Glad to mute me. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. You're, you're, you. I want you to go back and listen to the way. I mean, you're not speaking negatively, but just, but you're. It sounds. It seems as if you're putting Phaedra, K. Michelle, and Shay above on any level, sexual purpose or otherwise, above people like Selma Hayek, you know, Zoe Saldana. Like do you do you hear that? Do you hear how that sounds? That sounds crazy, Marv. That, that's not a lot. Like that's crazy. I think my my perceptions of them will be different, and I, they will be different today. If I were to meet them with the intentions that I have now, I would probably look at a Selma Hayek and the other woman you mentioned, Zoe Zaldana, differently than I am than I'm than how I'm describing these other women, because my intentions aren't to smash you know my intentions are to find something that's that's natural that's you know that that gives off a like i said gives off a natural vibe and you know somebody who's you know who's who's uh you know who doesn't wear the the, the extras who doesn't rock the weeds and stuff because that's just not what i'm into anymore so let me let me find anyway. my phone i'm gonna find my phone and do one of those uh those photo grid things, the side by side comparisons, Phaedra versus Selma Hayek, and I'm gonna tell right. you that, Marv. Now don't, now don't, now don't, now don't pick the worst Phaedra pick and the best Selma Hayek pick. Like, don't, it's don't no, negatively I, influence the masses now. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna post. I'll pick a, a, a. It sounds like an oxymoron, but I'm gonna say a good picture of Phaedra. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a, and a picture of, of Selma. What about Tatiana Ali? Where does she fall into this, uh, you know, this equation? You're trying to set me up, man. When are you going to put me on mute and ask Lewis for his perspective? No, no, no. Come on. Just, just, come hey, on, Lewis, Tatiana Ali. Is she, would she be better what than Kate Michelle? <laughs> 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 but you said, you said Kate Michelle is banging. Tatiana Lee, ain't, she ain't banging. She, I mean, she's she's a cutie. She's definitely a cutie, but not cutie. banging like 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 Phaedra. She's a cutie pie, man. Shout out, shout out to Trinidad. She's a cutie pie. You know what I mean? She's a cutie pie. 
All right, guys. Look, uh, just look. Let me let me throw you on mute real quick, Mar. Let me just throw you in it because I wanna I wanna switch it up a little bit. Cause I, listen, guys, this is this is we're having some fun tonight. You know what I mean? This is a we've had some really heavy shows lately. A lot of things going on out here in the world: Boston bombings, people selling their souls to Satan for fame and fortune. You know, Obama homosexual. You know what I mean? Crazy stuff, but. You know, sometimes you know it's good to have a you know a nice little laugh with the fellas, man. You know, for certain things I just can't uh, I can't get down with. But yeah, it is what it is, man. Uh, James, any thoughts on that? And, and I'm gonna go to Lewis, and we're gonna, I, I still want to talk about some other uh, areas of the uh, the dog stage. I want to do a couple ask state on advice questions to utilize the uh, opinions of the fellas. But uh, any thoughts on that before we keep it moving? Anything? Um, you know, we got. I gotta respect more for you know being honest about you know his preferences. Me personally, man, I'm, I'm a different. I'm just you know, I can't relate to that. Uh, you know, I, I can't say that you know out of the out of the list of women that you that you named, um, you know, I think Tahiri probably Tahiri is probably the one that's probably down my down my aisle, man. She just seems to have that natural look, man, that I really like. So, uh, you know, glad that Marv was honest, man. Absolutely, Lewis. Any uh, closing thoughts on this point? I think we had a pretty. We think we all got our points out. Anything you wanted to add to that? No Hayek, Phaedra, no contest. <laughs> but I will say I understand where Marvin, Marvin's coming from because you know most. That's why I was saying you know I learned something tonight because most of the men in the conversations that you know that that I've had with men, they were you know they were pretty much saying what Marvin was saying. They might say, oh. You know, I don't really care for a face, but still a body. I mean, they were just, I mean, that they they weren't really discriminating. You know, they 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 saw the body and it was what their preference was. That's what they were going for. So, like I said, I learned. I mean, I'm I'm learning some things, but I'm telling you, when I first saw from dusk till dawn, that table scene when she was walking on the table and stuff, you know, contest. That's all I can say about that. Marvis, I've never heard anything like this in my life. This is un. This is you know I can't. Oh man, I, I just Google Phaedra Parks, and I, like she wouldn't even be in a conversation. But you know it is what it is though. Um, you know, let's keep it moving though. Oh, boy, Courtney Highlands, Courtney Highlands. Any any last thoughts before we keep it moving? I want to talk. I want to do a couple of advice questions, and we out of here. I just um, I just wanted to say uh, this is very interesting to listen to. I, you know what I think, and I'll just say this. Um, I don't think it's the face that he's looking at. I, I just think it's the body because the, all the women that he said he was smashed, they all have, um, they have big butts. Like that's what they all pretty much have in common. So I'm trying to rationalize why he would choose the women that he chose, and that's what I, that's what I think it is at the end of the day. Well, here and of course, I mean, absolutely. I mean, clearly, <laughs> it clearly ain't the face. You know, I mean, we talk about face. It's, I mean, it's, you know, I know Marvin that and that aspect. I mean, I can agree with that. I mean, definitely not the face. And you know, but I think for me, you know, and we've said this, you know, throughout the show, but um, it's more so about the total package. Like, body is nothing. And I hope the fellas who are listening to this don't, you know, like. Body and Marvin, me and Marvin even talk about this in the inbox and stuff. When it comes to love, and you know, he's even said that you know, when it comes to love, he's looking for the more natural look, you know, the the more classy, respectable, you know, for purely sexual purposes. But for me, I gotta even if it when it was just for sexual purposes, 
I was going to make that same, but I can't even say that because, again, I was a different type of guy. I can truly say with me, I never used anyone for sex. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. Some people, Mars probably rolling his eyes right now, but I'm, let me just clarify that. With me, it was more so, it was the thrill of the chase. It was, you know, it was, I've never had sex with someone and then never called them again and said, oh, you know, and because that was my intention to dog them. That, that, that was not me ever in that dog stage. With me, it was like, you know, I meet somebody, there's an attraction. Like, I would have to find them to be beautiful or sexy or have some, we had to have some type of, overwhelming level of chemistry for me to even want to bring you to my what I call the bat cave. Otherwise, it was like I'd rather chill with the homies. I'd rather play mad. I'd rather just chill and do do nothing than to smash off a K Michelle just for no reason. It's like, what did I gain from that? The homies weren't giving me props for that. There was nothing, you know, I could call up a better-looking woman. So for me, there was it's literally no point in doing it. No props. You know, I could get better. Why do it? So for me, I think, it, you know, if I did deal with women, it would be like, a, let's say a Salma Hayeku was cool, we enjoyed being around each other, could laugh a little bit, and if it went to that sexual place, that's just what it was. Now, maybe I wasn't ready for a relationship or wasn't looking for a relationship, and, you know, she was in the same place. And that's maybe a friends with benefits situation. But as far as just going to a club, smashing off somebody just for the hell of it, no no point, no, no uh, you know, I can't relate to that. Now, Mark, let me ask you this. You ever heard the song uh, Mike Check One Two One Two by Joel Santana? Yep. You you know the line in there where he says, "If you catch me sexing a chick, it's a bisexual chick or something foreign. I'll never forget." Mm-hmm. That that yeah. line epitomizes my way of thinking when I was in the dog stage. For me, and you know, and I think that even obviously him for putting it in the song, it's. If it's not, you know, some bisexual type of woman who's doing something freaky or crazy or someone exotic or foreign uh, that would give him a story or an experience that he would never forget, it's no point in even doing it. That's more so the mentality that I was bringing to the table. That- I, I respect that. I respect that. I just look at a selective dog. That just sounds like an oxymoron to me. Like, a dog is an animal. Like, I I was an animal. I mean, and there was plenty of other guys out here who were animals. Like we didn't really waste time. Like we was going in. That's just what it was at that age when you you know it was just it was just available. It's like it's like you starving and you go to a buffet and it's like all this food in your face. You don't even know where to begin. Like that's just the mentality it was at that at that point in your life. But what if you are used to just getting it thrown at you? Then you can be a little bit more selective, and you will be more selective. Well, I mean, when you're young, dumb, and full of you-know-what, I mean... But even young guys, like I was young, I was getting it thrown at me even in high school, even in college. When I was 17, it was getting... When I came came on IUP's campus as a freshman, me and my homies, it was like we were getting it thrown at us. And even you playing ball, you know what it's like to get it thrown at you. So when you're getting it, you you didn't have to knock off a camera. You could be very choosy. If if you, I'm sure even you, attractive guy, handsome guy, you could have. You didn't you have to like do Kay that. Michelle. You can't stand Michelle. What's she do to you, man? Like what happened? <laughs> I can't stand her. <laughs> you can't stand her. Can't I can't stand, stand her. 
But you know, it is I don't good. know, man. Like I, I, I can, I can show, I can show the world ten Google images right now that'll just make the people who don't really find her attractive will look at y'all like, are you serious? Like, are you serious? Those, those still shots, serious. those those modeling pics, man. That 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 ain't what it looks like in the bedroom, though. She don't look like that. You. You been in it over that? You ain't getting that 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 airbrush photoshopped image of her. She is not all, right. all that, man. I saw, I see women on like came. I'm not saying she's yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, no, I'm not saying she's all that. That's not what I'm. No, nah, you said she saying, was, but she's smashable. There's a there's a difference. No, nah, you said she was banging. You, Mar, you said she was banging, Mar. The body is banging. The body is banging. Right. No, body you know, is banging. Like, okay, so we at least agree on that. Let me ask you, I, I, st- I don't feel like I've gotten a, a clear answer. I just want to make this, I want it to be clear. Where do you, or did you, because this is all, <clears throat> excuse me, past tense. You know, th- we're talking dog stage. You're not in that stage. I'm not in that stage, obviously. None of us are. But in that dog stage, w- would you have smashed off an ugly chick with a banging no, body? No, never, never. Okay. Never. I just want to, now, so you don't feel like Phaedra's ugly? I've never looked at her as ugly. I mean, ugly? Nah, she ain't ugly. She's not ugly. You think she's ugly? Yeah. Like, ugly is a strong no, I word. Do. No, I do. I do. Ugly, ugly is a strong word. Right. Well, who's... Uh, Why well, don't we want Ugly, ugly, ugly is like, she looks like the bottom of my shit. Like, she looks that, like road that be that's been run over by eight cars. Her, her <laughs> face doesn't look like that. <laughs> doesn't look right. like that. You want me to name your ugly chick? You want me to name your ugly chick? You no, I don't even do that, man. I don't even want you. All right, all right. I don't want to do Because I don't want to even, I don't want to put you out there. I don't even want it to be about Because I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea from this show. Because you know no, who. A, no, this is fun, man. This is fun. No, 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 absolutely not. It's fun, but I don't, I don't what the heck. Go ahead, man. Who's ugly? <laughs> Who's ugly? Let's keep it real, man. We're going to keep it real. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it moving. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. All right. There you go. Because I want you know, because it's not about that. You know, it's not about looks. But you know, we're expressing our general opinions about you know how we would be in the back in that stage. And you know, it is what it is. The funny thing is, some women will. We're gonna get some hate. I already know that. That's okay. But you know, I don't mind that. But the funniest thing is women have these same exact conversations in the beauty shops, you know what I'm saying, in the, and on their way to the club, you know. And so this is all we're doing. This is Barbershop Talk here on the Day Down Talbot Show. I, I do want to, like I said, I wanted to do a couple of advice questions. I got a very interesting one that it was a, a post in the group that I wanted to touch on tonight and uh, in regards to trust. And men in that dog stage. Here's what a young woman wrote. She said, I was going through my man's phone, shaking my head. Uh, I didn't have a reason to look through his phone, but I did. I seen, she says, I seen, I'll correct it for her. I saw a text uh, before we got together, and I'm feeling that he's a hoe dealing with mad women. Uh, since we've been together for two months now, he hasn't gotten any text or hasn't texted anyone. Should I be feeling this way about him, uh, or does it not matter because this was way before me? Interesting. And this is a little bit. It was a very uh, interesting debate in the group. A lot of people gave some good advice to her. So I just, I, you know, I did learn that I would uh, touch on this 
on tonight's show. <clears throat> and I want to just let the fellas, you know, in regards to the dog stage and what it looks like. Courtney, what are your thoughts, though, before we go to the fellas? What, what's your take on that situation? Um, I think he's definitely having sex with other women, and I, I think she knows that. Because otherwise, you know, anytime a woman feels a need, she said, well, you know, he didn't do anything, you know, for me to really go through his phone. I've gone through phones, and the reason that I've done it is because deep down I knew what was going on, but I just, you know, a lot of times we just want that proof before we walk away. We want to see it, you know, even though we get that gut feeling, even though, you know, the Holy Spirit is telling us that something is wrong, we need to, you know, see it in front of our faces for us to walk away. And that's why she did that. And so, um, you know, my advice to her would be basically just to end the relationship and walk away because it's not it's not going to get any better. You know, he's definitely sleeping around. I mean, that's really that's really all I can say about that. Yeah, it's one of those things for me where, uh, you know, if you have no trust, you have no relationship. And I, I'm going to say that right now, and I'm going to, you know, I want to go to my man, Lewis. Lewis, what advice as a man would you give to that woman based on what you know about men and how you feel as though that man is viewing her? Well, if she found one text, what's to say, you know, he didn't delete some of the other ones. She said two months. If she, if they're still kind of doing this thing for two months and she doesn't really, you know, I don't know whether or not she's, well, I guess he could told they could be boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever you want to call it, but two months, I don't think that he takes her seriously. And she found a text, and just she thinks he's not texting, but I'm pretty sure he is. He knows how to delete the text. She didn't know whether the text had been deleted. So I would just say, this guy is not taking you seriously. He's If he, if, if he wanted you to be his woman, you'd be his woman by now. It wouldn't be two months and you looking at phones. So I would say it's it's time to go ahead and cut it loose because I do not think that this man is taking you seriously at all. Right. At at all. Uh, James, what would your advice be? Uh, you guys have already given some great, um, some great advice, great comments already. Um, I just would, you know, I would encourage these ladies and tell these ladies if there's any, any confusion, if, there, if you even see the need to have to check this man's uh, cell phone, then you've already, Got to the place where you where you can't trust the guy, and when you get to that place, like they now said earlier, where you've lost that trust, and the relationship is already going downhill. And so, you know, ladies, just you know, just have enough dignity, have enough self confidence, have enough pride in yourself to just walk away from you know relationships like that. Yeah, <clears throat> here's the the funniest thing about the question is that she's saying that she said in two months. He hasn't gotten any text and hasn't received any or, or sent out any text. How does she know that? That basically means that she's developed a pattern of of snooping through his phone. Matter of fact, me and Courtney did a classic show several months ago entitled Snooping Through Phones or Trust in Relationships. I forget exactly how it was worked, but that was a very good show. Um, definitely check that out if you get some time. But um you know you can't have you can't live that type of lifestyle you can't interact with your mate on that lack of trust type of level and expect to have some type of longevity or, or trust i mean you you're going through the phone for a reason and the reason is because you don't you know what you're going to find or what you think you're going to find and that's you might as well just walk away marv what are your thoughts on this situation yeah, that's that's definitely a sign she's bringing some unresolved issues and some baggage into the relationship uh like you said 
that two that two months that she's been consistently going through the phone just tells me that she's been really scarred prior to being with this with this one guy. Um, I mean that that that's happened to me a lot. So <clears throat> you know when I when I if I would if I would ever catch a woman going through my phone like my my views of her change you know significantly. Like I I no longer really take me seriously because I feel like you know you don't trust me. Not only don't you trust me. You know, you have trust issues. There's some things that you haven't gotten over, and I'm not. I don't feel like I need to pay for another man's mistake. So just let that person know. Either you need to stop doing what you're doing, which in my mind I felt like that was impossible. Either do that, or you know, keep it moving. And uh, you know, usually the result was was us breaking up. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> ladies, and, and I can't. I'm just going to piggyback off Marvin. I mean, nobody wants to you know, deal with your wall, your emotional, uh, you know, wall being up, the guard being up, that's something that has to be down, That you know, already before you meet that man, the trust issues. You've got to deal with that stuff immediately. I, I counsel women who will say, well, you know what, if I meet a man who is worthy, then I'll lower the wall for him. That's No, that's not how it works. That's like cleaning up your house for Thanksgiving dinner once the, the doorbell rings. No, nah, you got to clean up before that. You got to prepare the food before that. Your house has to be in order before that man comes your li- into your life. Because if it's not, when he comes in, he won't. You will not be that good thing that the Bible speaks of. The Bible says, "He who finds a good thing." Well, what good thing? What good woman has trust issues? What good woman has insecurities or, or you know, goes snoops through phones, is dishonest and and, and creeps? That's not. You know, that's not uh, any man's definition of a, a good thing, a good woman. So deal with those issues. You know, that comes from a place of hurt. That's because other men have cheated on you. Other men have betrayed you. And you want to, you know what I'm saying, you're you're assuming he's going to be the same way because you lack the trust and the self-confidence and the self-esteem to, um, you know, look at yourself in the best possible manner. And that's never going to work out. Well, look, guys, it's about 11 o'clock, all right? Now, I'm going to tell you all something. I personally will be out of commission for the rest of the weekend. My wife and I are going away. We're taking a nice little trip to an undisclosed location, all right? Little jacuzzi, indoor pool, spa, fitness center. We're going to go out on the town Saturday night, maybe do a little matinee or something Sunday morning. You know, get some brunch. That is what I'm going to be doing over the next 24 hours. And so I just, I'm sharing that with you guys to help you, you know, understand. That is, you know, a trip for Mother's Day. You know, that's a celebration. Um, that's the reason. But more so, it's just about because that is the goal. That is life. That is marriage. That's what it looks like. All right? Anything short of that is is not worth dealing with. If if somebody is not actively thinking about how they can put a smile on your face, how what they can do for Mother's Day, what they can do for Valentine's Day, Christmas, New Year's, new and creative things, if that's not what they are passionate about, like, <clears throat> excuse me, I researched what I can do. I researched different hotels, different activities, you know, just because I wanted to do that. A lot of you women who are out there saying, oh, I would never pay for the first date. I would never do I might pay for the second date. I might pay for the third, but not the first. Go ask my wife if she paid for the first date and then holler at her and ask her how her weekend was 
tomorrow at the jacuzzi. In the, you know what I'm saying? I might Instagram a picture of us in the jacuzzi. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. You understand? I'm just telling y'all. It takes a certain type of woman. It takes a certain type of lifestyle to get that type of life as, you know, later on. Okay? Don't settle for these friends with benefits. And even the fellas, too. Let me just, you know, that's advice for the ladies. But let me just end it with for the fellas as well. You know, you've heard Marv, you've heard James, you've heard Lewis. Understand, that's how we all were back in the day. Whether we differed and how we differed in the dog sense, we all went through a stage. Okay, make no mistake about that. Obviously, me and Marv, you know, it was totally different. But we, be that as we still dealt with a lot of women, both of us. Okay? But the goal was where I am now. The Marv is trying to get there. Lewis is trying to get there. James is trying to, That's the goal. So understand that there are men out there looking for the best women. See, and the problem with it is a lot of women will look at, they think that men are in these eternal dog stages, and that's not the case. Understand, that's just the first stage. There is the player stage, and then there's the ready-to-settle-down stage where, where we all are, okay? And and. To get to be found by a man in that ready-to-settle-down stage, you have to be a certain type of woman living a certain type of lifestyle that will be pleasing to God as well as pleasing to those men. So I just, you know, I do these shows obviously for entertainment, but more so for education and enlightenment. And hopefully, some people listened in tonight. You know, you had your notepads out, you took some notes, and you said, "Wow, okay, this is you know, this, I didn't know this before." This is I, we've done a lot of shows, and I'm not sure there's ever been. As real of a conversation as what you guys heard today. We've done tons of barbershop talks, but this may have been as real as it gets just from conversations amongst men. I mean, I could, we, me, me and Marv would have had this same exact conversation, you know, off the air, on the air, whenever. It doesn't matter. This is just a real conversation. So uh, I'm just let the fellas, everybody, get a quick word in, and then we're going to wrap it up, man, get out of here. Courtney, what last words of wisdom do you have for the people on this Keeping It Real Fridays? Um, just to the ladies, you know, if you find yourself um, in a situation where you are being strung along um, by a man, you know, on the dog or player stage, just walk away. You know, don't try to, you know, stick around and think that you can change him because, you know, you can't. You know, the best the thing that you can do that's good for you is just to walk away and work on yourself so you will attract a better type of man. There you go, Courtney. Always coming with that uh Great advice. Uh, Lewis, man, want to thank you for being here this evening, man. I appreciate all the fellas. Lewis, man, what uh, last-minute words of wisdom do you have for the ladies and maybe even the fellas? I'll just say, um, both and I'll just say to the ladies first that um, everything that you heard tonight, you know, it's as real as it gets. And, you know, in order for you to start working on yourself, you know, if you haven't, um, accept the Christ into your life, um, I suggest you go ahead and do that and then let him start working on you because um, you may hear a lot of the things that we say, but you're not going to be able to accept it. I mean, because if you accept him into your life and he's working on you, he's going to show you some things about men and, and whether or not the man um, you know, is serious or not serious. Uh, but, you know, just stop thinking that all men are the same. All men are not dogs. It's like was said earlier, you know, sometimes, I mean, men are going through different stages, and if you're in a, dealing with a man that's not in the ready-to-settle-down stage and you need to go ahead and cut it loose as far as the, the men go, the same thing applies, you know. I mean, I've heard Dadon say it a lot of times, you know, he accepted Christ, um, and he's just he's a different guy than he used to be. Uh, so that's my advice, just 
seek Christ first. And I think for the men that have fallen places, for the women, uh, you'll start to heal and, and, and get your mind in the right perspective. That's excellent advice, man. Great to have you here, Lois. Man, this is for those of you who may be unaware. This is usually what we do. Obviously, Barbershop Talk Tuesdays is the the staple. That's the you know what I mean. That's the like the benchmark that you know what I mean. But occasionally, as of late, we have been known to we did a barbershop edition of uh, Beauty Shop Talk. Did a barbershop you know Thursdays one night. Now, obviously, this this may be the first ever. Now that I think about it, the first ever. Live Keeping It Real Fridays Barbershop Talk Edition, I believe. The first ever in the history of the Dayton Tolbert show. So you guys are uh hope you know, hopefully you enjoyed a classic show. Uh James, man, any uh any thoughts, words of wisdom? Uh excellent show, man. I really enjoyed this tonight, Dayton and the rest of the panel. Uh, you know, the only thing I could you know, one thing I want to leave the ladies with is that ladies is um there's nothing wrong with um with Nothing wrong with recognizing and realizing that you need help. Um, the information that you hear that Dadon and Courtney gives, you won't hear it anywhere else. And so if you know that you're in need of help, go ahead and give them a call. Go ahead and get the process started because there are men out here that are waiting. Um, we're, we're praying. We're waiting for good women. We're waiting for wives, man. And, and, and that emotional availability piece is a, is a big one. And so, ladies, go ahead and get that taken care of so you can be blessed with a man that's going to, you know, that's going to either make your life happier than you've ever been before. That's what it's all about. Don't, please, and I'll say this, don't ever anybody <clears throat> live life thinking that just because you haven't had a certain type of life or a certain type of man, that that man doesn't exist or those types of men don't exist. This is not a dream. This is not a pipe dream. What I'm about to get into, you know, the life I live, what we're going to do tomorrow, and just in general, I mean, it's not even some things that you guys might see on television or from your your moms or grandparents. That stuff exists. You just have to live a certain type of life to, um, you know, to uh, to get that. Uh, last but not least, Marv, man, what last one thoughts? Yeah, man. Thank you to uh, yourself, Dada, <clears throat> Courtney, Lewis, and James for making me look crazy on here on a <laughs> on a Friday evening. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, I mean, what can I say, man? Like, you know, honesty is the best policy. And, you know, like I said, my, I always like to share personal experiences and opinions for the sake of, you know, um, for conversation, for the sake of debate, whether they may be, you know, off the wall or not. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. You know, like women, when you see a guy out there and he meets you and he doesn't ask you the appropriate questions to assess you know, wifey uh, characteristics, then you should know, you need to know that he's viewing you in a sexual manner and you need to make a decision whether to entertain that and face the consequences or keep it moving. Like, that's really the best thing that any woman who's listening to the show needs to keep in mind. You know, man, you can't force a man to to want to wife you up. You know, he, he's going to approach you at that state that he's in at that at that moment. So you need to be the one who makes that decision whether you're going to open your legs and and be another statistic or keep your legs closed, you know, and 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 preserve yourself and keep yourself, you know, ready for that for that man that God has for you. So that's something that you should keep in mind. You know, if there's anything that you picked up on tonight's show, you know, hopefully that'll be something that you can take with you 
but there's been a lot of great advice on here. Um, shout out to everybody again. And, um, you know, and if I saw K. Michelle on the street 10 years ago, I'm going at it. Simple as that. Hey, man. Say no more. It is what it is. <clears throat> I appreciate the realness from everybody tonight, especially Marv. Good conversation. Uh, this is, you know, again, this is what we do on Tuesday nights usually. But, um, you know, listen, somebody asked me, well, hey, I, I want to tune in, but you know, I said, well, when are you live? Look, I don't know when I'm live. You just tune in seven nights a week, you know, uh, and I'll let you know. Sometimes, you know, there's no, it's when I, we're live when I feel like being live. You know, just so everybody knows. There will be, I will say live in the advertisement. You know, I'll let you all know when we're live. But, you know, it might be a Friday, might be a Monday, might be a Wednesday. Who knows? So, you know, tune in, follow me on Twitter, at Dadon Tolbert, a lot of updates there. I'm trying to tweet more, doing things like that. Follow me, subscribe to me on Facebook, like the fan page, follow us in the Friends of the Dadon Tolbert Show group. You got to stay in touch, you know what I mean? Comment, don't be a lurker, be a participator. And I'm telling you, you, you know, lit, this last thing I'm going to say about it, this is what it looks like to prepare yourself for love. The people who are on their way to being found by those best men are the people who are active in the group. They're the people who are listening to this show on a Friday night, on a Wednesday night. That means they're not on the phone with some loser. They're not out there creeping. They're most likely not in the club. And, you know, you're getting up, going to church on Sunday morning. You're surrounding yourself by positive people, having some fun. That's the lifestyle that will bring up that, that men are looking for. Not these women who are out there dating and trying to make things happen on their own. The Bible says to lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your past. So do that. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to make something happen. Don't go out here looking and, you know, get on these Match.com sites and things like that. Just chill, relax, find a good TV show, get into the Bible, have some fun. But good, clean fun, and um, that's that's what my wife did when I found her, and um, you know it's a lot of women out here who are spending their Friday nights in the crib. That'll lead to, um, you know, the uh, a happy lifestyle, a happy marriage later on down the line. So look, guys, thank you for spending your Friday nights. I appreciate everybody, Marv, Lewis, James, Courtney. Thanks for being here. You guys at home, shout out to everybody in the group in these threads. I'm a, I always go through after the show. Scroll through, see the foolishness y'all been posting about, thousand comments and things like that. So it's great, great uh, interaction. I appreciate it. And uh, have a good weekend. I know I will. And I'll see y'all, uh, you know, I'll see y'all next time. All right. Peace.
Date on tour, we're coming, change 